on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. Uh, anyway, uh, we, though, that's, it'll uh, be it'll be a very it'll be a very specific kind of podcast where we only review horror based porno. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, there's, and there's quite a bit splatter, spatter, and baby batter. It's actually fucking. That's a great <laughs> idea. Trademark. <laughs> Listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 304. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast. For today, we watch cartoons until our faces fall off. Oh no. <laughs> In. <laughs> Not your grandfather's elephant show. Skinamarinky-dinky-dink, skinamarinky-doo, I love you. I'll kill you. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, that is a free concert from... The next one you're going to have to pay for, Yeah. That was a free concert from... What the hell was their name? (laughs) Lois and... Stan, Joan, and Sinclair. Yeah, Lois <laughs> and Bran and John. Whoever, whoever, whoever sang, whoever sang the original Skinnamarink song. Yeah, the Elephant Show people. You know. Mm. Yeah, mm. I used to I used to watch the shit out of that show. Yeah, hell yeah. Who didn't? I, I, only, I, only losers didn't. That and was it Fred Penner, the guy that? Uh, that yes. Army crawled, crawled through the log. Army crawled through the log. Yeah, whatever. who had like the dream hideout? He had the dream hideout. Yeah. You know, you know that's where he took kids. Like you know, <laughs> you know that's what that was. Yeah, he was a like all the part-time children's host. <laughs> like all the puppets and stuff. Like, yes. come on, man, we know what you're doing. Yeah, that guy that's, was a creep. Don't ruin my childhood. That guy was a total creep. Don't ruin my Dude, childhood. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't oh, help you. Oh gosh, um, you know what's funny is like thinking back on it. Fred Penner, uh, we thought of him as oh, it's this old guy who goes out in the woods and sings songs and stuff. He was probably like 25. I wonder how old he was. Yeah, you're right. I bet he was only like 25. It's because he had a beard. All people with beard beards were, were yeah. old. Like, look at us. Yeah. We're old guys now. I'm almost 40. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we are old guys. Exactly. Damn it. Um, yeah, dude. What's going on? Not a whole lot, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah just, I'm just just, uh, just chilling. Well, we're back to our normal night. Yeah. It's Friday. Yes. Yeah. That Speaking way, of... That way we can... That way we can hang out and do the show and not get mad at each other. Yeah, no guarantees. <laughs> oh, damn it! Well, now I'm mad at you. <laughs> I was I was I was antsy last week because it was a uh, Monday night and I still didn't get home until after two in the morning. Well, and then you had your like engagement dinner the yep, next day. Yep, yep. It is that what it sad. is, man. Yep. The good reason that I haven't really drank it all since then either, because it was like four days straight of pretty heavy heavy <laughs> drinking, and I felt like absolute. Dick and balls for uh, like a day straight afterwards. Did you uh, did you drink a lot at uh, Traverse City? No, I actually felt great the day after Traverse City. Believe it or not, which is we at least woke up feeling great. Yeah, but, like my body just felt just run down from just drinking heavily for the last like four days before then. That's what our bodies do now. Yeah, they don't uh, they don't work the way they used to. It's awesome. You know, it's decidedly not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. Don't get old, people. Dude, Don't I fell I fell asleep last night watching the movie for tonight. Um, so I ended up having to restart it today. 
I didn't just pick up from where I left off. I just decided to just start it over. But I, watched... I fell asleep last night, and I woke up today. I fell asleep until I was like 5 a.m. or something, and then I finally got up and went to bed. I, like Falling asleep on the couch at our age is like, if you're laying down, it's fine. If you're sitting up, you're just asking for all sorts of trouble. Oh, yeah, your back like the, locks up. The you're... first half of today, I was like, <laughs> every time I would turn, I'd have to turn my whole body because I couldn't move my fucking neck at all. Yeah, dude, this is oh, why... I hate getting old. This is why I go get massages now. Oh, like whoa, No, I'd be like, I, I never pay for them. I only go when she wants to go. And she pays for them? <laughs> of course. Oh, well, that's cool. But, I mean, I leave, I'll, I'll leave tip usually, but she schedules them and all that stuff. But the thing is, though, is I love going because it helps so much. Yeah. Like if your back just like locks up on you like mine does, mm-hmm. helps so much to relieve that shit. This is this is how you know we're old. We're, we're talking about having to go get our backs released because we can't sit on a fucking couch without it locking up anymore. Well, to be fair, my couch sucks. I need a new couch, but uh, that that's true. You know, you can it's get a fact. you can get a prescription from a doctor for massages. Can you really? Yeah, our friend Greg has one. No. Yeah. Well, what kind of massage parlors are you going to? Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, your, I'm back, gonna, I'm gonna your, your back hurts, huh? He goes to he goes to Doc Stabbin, and uh, fucking Doc Stabbin says, yeah, I'm going to give you, a, I want you to go get five happy endings a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, uh, Doc, whatever you up. say. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Doctor's orders. Um, yeah, no, I... I I, I can understand you falling asleep during the movie last night because it's a very fall asleepable movie. If if you're not like awake and like really really invested, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is yeah. I wanted to get really invested. So what I did was I got I I set my station up on the couch. I had my ottoman for my feet. I had a blanket. I had a nice drink sitting next to me, and I had the the fireplace going. Sure. And so, like, and then I had the two dogs on my lap, and I was like, all right, I'm ready to just get immersed in this movie. But then I got immersed in sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. Well, because the, the thing is, is that the situation, the circumstances for being immersed in a movie and the circumstances for having a real nice sleep, they're they're really close to each other. Yeah, no, it's true. If you think about it. I have found you know that I, mean? I, I found that it's, it's difficult for me to start movies late at night anymore just because yeah, once my body starts to get just a little bit tired, it's game over. Yeah. Um I didn't have that problem last night though. I um I watched the movie though. So I watched this movie not to get ahead of ourselves here, but I watched this movie 3 times in the last 48 hours. You did? Yes. Like and, all the way through? Yeah, and and this morning or not this morning, to this afternoon, I finished uh, the second half of it in the best way possible in a pitch black, cold, pitch black church basement. Oh, you don't. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, in, like, like with no lights on or whatever, just the hum of like the electrical panels behind me. Like, well, and was... the, cre- the creepy thing about that is, so you're watching on your computer? Yep. Um, so just the glow and yeah, yeah so like that's the creepy thing about watching especially if you're watching on a, a phone or a computer in a dark room is you can't see past the screen yeah at that point yeah Ugh. yeah no it was <laughs> creepy it was creepy i i wouldn't finish i turned it off and i went to go stand up to turn the lights on so i could leave and then i realized how dark how fucking dark it was i legitimately like, was scurrying to get to the light switch like i was like legit like freaked out uh, i love and hate that feeling yeah i really do i get it often because sure. i'm still sort of a puss but like um i i, I like that feeling sure 
because it makes you feel alive. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm but, sorry. But also, if I'm murdered by something in the shadows one day, I'm going to be really pissed about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I apologize. Ah, what do you mean? This movie sucked. Yeah. Ah, 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 are you so scared? I'm ah. not giving anything away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, no, uh, we had our engagement party on Monday. That yeah, was fun. fun very right? fun. That drink that you got, the signature drink, was very good. Yeah, the, um, the bartender at uh, Traverse City Whiskey Outpost. He's a cool guy. Super cool dude. Dude, he set the entire thing up. We really took care of him at the end of the night. I, I, I. Um, he, uh, Speaking he, of happy he came, endings. He came, up with, uh, he came up with a blueberry mint mule. Yeah. It was fucking delicious. Had a whole... I don't... What, what do... Is it, a, is it a mint plant? Is it a mint tree? Is it a mint bush? Sprig. What? No, no, no. What What does a... Does mint grow in a it whole... Like a, it grows a like a bush? Earth. Yeah, it's like a little plant. Okay, well, yeah. each drink had the entire <laughs> fucking it. bush. That was so much mint. I can only really imagine glass. how much mint they have to keep on hand if oh, every dude. single drink gets that big of a sprig of it. It was huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was good though. Yeah, delicious. It was nice. It, um that place is that place is the only place that I really truly understand the concept of adding aromatics to a drink because they really have like there for whatever reason with the amount they use. It it really really works. Well, I mean, I disagree with you there. There's I've been other places where that's the only place you've ever been where adding aromatics to a drink is that I've really noticed it that much where it's been that pronounced. Twisted Rooster sure. used to make some really good, uh, like they had a rosemary something or other that was fucking awesome, but they closed last I heard. They did the one Hall Road. Yeah. No, no. no. The Hall Road in '94. What? What? It, no, the one in Detroit. Oh. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? The one in the old shoe factory? I don't. Really? Nope. I think we've been there before. It was a Twisted Reebok. Wait, am I thinking, what's Twist? is Twisted Rooster like a... It's a restaurant. It's a, I think it's the same thing, isn't it? It's like a craft cocktail bar. Bar. Bar, barb. Mm. Barb. Speaking of barb, it was good seeing your parents yeah. a couple days ago. Um, yeah, I can't, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I like aromatics and drinks, especially rosemary. Yeah. Um... What the hell are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about the drinks and the party and how oh, it went well. Oh, all the mint and the all. drink. Yeah. yeah, those drinks were yeah. fantastic, though. Everything there. And then the guy, even, like, I mean, even, the, the, guy's like an, the guy's like an old emo kid. So oh, the, yeah. the fucking playlist was just banger after banger all night long. one of the reasons long. we like it, dude. So cool. Um, I'm going to name drop them here. Even Chris and Nicole like their drinks. I know. And that, and that's big. And the food. Did they? Oh, that's what I was going to say. Dude, they like the pizza? No, uh, well, they didn't. I don't know if they had the pizza. The pizza's good. That's all we had. Well, we ordered more food. Oh, okay. Dude, the chicken tenders there are fucking delicious. Really? Oh, yeah. I've never gotten them. So good, I don't dude. think we've ever actually eaten there. The we've, chicken, gotten, we've gotten like chips and stuff like that. The but chicken tenders big. are amazing, and it's one of the few places I've been where they actually do a sweet potato fries right. I just referred to fries as chips. Am I British all of a sudden? Why the fuck did... Why? I did don't know. Do I don't know. <laughs> that was really weird. That is weird. You don't even consume British content or anything no. like that. I just called them chips, though. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. It's this fucking movie. I'm, I'm this more, fucking movie I'm today. more uncomfortable than I was watching Skin and Rink. Um... <laughs> But no, they like sweet the sweet potato fries there are awesome. Most places they have mushy sweet potato fries. Oh yeah. It's just no, like no, a no. mushy pile of bullshit. Yeah. These were like double fried. 
like I think they took them out of the fryer, let them sit just, for a couple minutes, and then fried them again. So they were crispy but still tender, fucking tender on like, the inside. They, they were so good. They weren't uh, deep fried super daddies. <laughs> <laughs> Shadoodles. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, good food, good drinks, good friends, good times. That was a good time. Um, yeah. That's all I've had going yeah, on. No, that's it. Like I said, everything I could, that I've had going on is what you have going I on. I could bore you. I, I'm fucking. You know, I don't do much these days. I could bore you with the with the ins and outs of uh, planning a wedding, but you you've been there. The, so. w- the wedding of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, moving just, on. We'll leave that as an yeah. inside joke. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> moving right. on. If you really want to know, just just nope. ask Mike. Nope. I already erased it. He'll so. be he'll be he'll Can't be willing to. You erased it? I erased it. It's no. gone. Oh, she gone. There's got to be a way to get it back. I, she gone. Michael. That's why I showed you before I got rid of it. Damn it, dude. That was one of that was some of your best work. <laughs> it was not some of my best work. <laughs> all right. Anyway, that's pretty much all we've got going on. That's it. So fucking let's get into some <laughs> corrections from last week. Stupid! You're so uh, we are stupid, James. Uh, we got some. We got some stuff wrong last week. Really, really. Rude. Uh, TGIF was on ABC Network, and it was on Thursday. Yeah, if you can believe it. Nope. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> it was, was on agreeing, AB- I was agreeing with you before I realized <laughs> what you were saying. That's. Uh, I think that's. I think that's most of like what happens most of the time. You just agree with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then I listen back to the episode. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. am I talking You're about? You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. Uh, it was 20th century ghosts, not 21st century ghosts. The Joe Hill book. Got the name wrong. Oh. oh. So if you're looking for it. Also, uh, that Audible credit that I listened to it on, you get mm. the whole book. It's not just the short story of the black phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. you're like, I'm not going to waste a credit on a short story. Well, it's like, well, no, you get, you get the entire book. It's... It's a pretty long book, so. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you did. Oh. Oh, right on. Okay. Well, did you? <laughs> right, I th- right on. I thought you actually read it. You read the short story, I did. Right? I told you that I got it on Audible first, though, and then I couldn't oh. stand the narrator right on. for that particular story. Gotcha. So. Okay. Anyway. Do you remember um, who it was? I don't. I don't. I think it was just some reg- it was some fucking. Some rando. Rando uh, Audible bullshit artist. Um. <laughs> Did OG Wednesday start the original dance? I oh. said she did, and I was correct. Oh. And it was from an episode where Wednesday tries to teach Lurch how to dance, because apparently Lurch was going out on a date. Oh, nice. Yeah, right? Get it's it. definitely different, but there was like an evolution of it, and there's sure. a little move that she does in the original, plus the song actually is sort of similar. Okay. In a weird way, definitely more modern and, and an updated version sure, of it. Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah. And then also, I said, quote, <clears throat> Make Die Hard a true Christmas movie? It is. As if it wasn't already. Yeah. Yeah, what's wrong with me? What, what was the context? I don't remember this. Uh, about how Violent Night was basically them making Die Hard a true Christmas movie. Die Hard's already a true oh, Christmas Michael. movie. Oh, Michael. I know. I know. How dare you? On the heels of watching it, too. It's really, me. Really disappointing. I know. Um, That's what I got. The other thing that I couldn't think of besides calling it a sizzle reel, a demo reel. <laughs> Just oh. called the demo reel. Oh, that makes sense. Stupid. Uh, speaking of the demo reel of William Sadler, I can't find it anywhere, even though it was awesome. Sad. Uh, William Lurf. Sadler was not a prison guard in either the Shawshank Redemption or the Green Mile. He was a prisoner in uh. in the Shawshank Redemption. Yep. And he played Klaus Detrick in 
the Green Mile, who was the father of the two girls who were allegedly yeah, yes. killed by John Coffey. Yes, 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 you're right. Fuck. So, I feel like such an idiot. But that's, no, that's weird, though. I don't know, like, I have to look into it a little more Has to see Has he played if, a prison guard in another movie? He has to have, because I have a very distinct memory of him wearing the hat and the uniform. Like, I, f- I feel like I've seen him in that role before. Was he in The Rock? I haven't seen The Rock in ages. So I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was that. I feel like maybe he was one of the mercenaries in the rock. But even still, that's not yeah. a prison guard. No, no, you're right. You're right. I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking. Anyway though, um yeah, is that all you got? Uh that is it. Yeah. All right, James. What are we uh as if we haven't talked about it already, what are we doing for this week? Well, this week, if you couldn't tell from what we talked about earlier, we're reviewing Season one, episode one of The Elephant Show. <laughs> yep. No, uh, this week we are we we watched Skin and Rink, which is fucking the talk of the town right now. This might be the most on time for a movie release we've ever been because it just got released like two days ago. Oh yeah, we we watched it the day after it came out. Yeah, look at us. Well, <laughs> the day after it legally came out. Legally, yes. Every other review that you've heard so far is illegal, and you shouldn't listen to them. If you do, you're a bad person. And or, you, or they and saw you, it at a, and you should only listen to us. Or they saw it at a festival. Or they paid to see it at a <laughs> festival, in, in which case they're cool. Or the theater. Yeah. Because it's been out in theaters for a couple yeah, days. Yeah, those guys are cool too. Yeah. You know. But but we pay for Shutter, four ninety nine a month. So Damn right we do. <laughs> All right. To go with Skinamarink this week. Here you go, brother. Oh well, thank you. Thank you, brother. Uh, yep. Okay. Brother man. We have a new uh, I believe this is a new brewery as well. Uh, Drecker. Ah, it's from Fargo. Drecker from Fargo. Fargo, Fargo, Nord, Nodak. Drecker Brewing Company. What? North Dakota. That's Far- Fargo, North Dakota. It says Nodak. I've never heard it. I've never heard it called Nodak. Neither, before. no, neither have I. But I'm assuming that's what that means. It's got to be. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like when awesome. Though. It's kind of like when people call New Orleans Nolas. Nola or Nola. Yeah. Nola. Yep. Yeah. Would you call? What would you call Michigan? <laughs> it's just Michigan. Midet. Mishka. Midet. <laughs> what? Why? Detroit, Michigan. Midet. Oh, I see. Er, okay, er, so. Er, er. No, Det but that's. Mish. Dem 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 demish demish dem demish demish going to demish yo come on up to demish <laughs> all right so from Drecker Brewing Company in Fargo Nodak this is Mass Shadow India Pale Ale don't you mean Miss Shadow no I mean Mass Shadow ah. <laughs> it's a seven point zero percenter okay. uh, Mass Shadow was brewed with oats and spelt ew. <laughs> Yeah, gross. I don't know what that is, but it sounds gross. It it reminds me of like smegma. smegma. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Uh-huh. Uh, it was brewed with oats and spelt, then hopped with our hand-selected Citra and HBC 638, a new experimental hop for some serious tropical fruit flavor and aroma with notes Ooh. of tart pineapple, creamy strawberry, and over the overripe Ooh. cantaloupe. Holy hell. Also, this says a new experimental hop, which goes well with the movie tonight because it, see, it was very much James, experimental horror. James, You've been nailing it lately. James, I've been killing it. I won't even... Uh, I won't What's even... the picking beer equivalent of the saying of, I'm a poet and I didn't even know it? <laughs> like that, that's what I am. I'm a sommelier and I didn't even... 
I don't know. I'm so sorry. Hey! Hey! <laughs> this uh, smells delicious, though. Wow, it and, looks like pineapple juice. And speaking of pineapple... Pineapple! Speaking of pineapple, um, fucking pineapple leather. Holy shit, dude. Like, the, like, like mango leather, like the food. Mm-hmm. Like, the dried but not, like, crunchy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Is maybe my favorite thing I've put in my mouth in a very long time. Yeah, I doubt that. It, no, it's true. I highly doubt that. Oh, it's true. <laughs> Where do you, you get it? Me, you turned me on to mango leather for, uh, from Target like years ago, <coughs> right? It was just oh yeah, it was because after went there, the gym, went after your gym, time. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that stuff's awesome. But pineapple leather, I'm telling you. Where do you, you get it? Uh, we got it from Costco. I'm mm. telling you, it is literally life changing. Like it, it puts mango leather to shame. Don't ever sell it. No, I'm not trying to. Just don't. Okay. Okay. But it's delicious, and you should try it. All right, I'll try it. We should it. all try it. I would happily try it. Just don't oversell it, because if if I taste it and it's not life-changing. You understand well, life-changing means... Holy shit. What? This company has made a lot of beers. Drecker? Yes. Yes. Holy shit. A lot of really cool uh, named beers that we could probably use for our show, too. Like Brains. Yes, like that. <laughs> <laughs> and Cuddle Buddy. Oh. <laughs> You're, yeah, right? Well, we are cuddle buddies. And feeling the heavy glow? All right, let's try this. Okay, sorry. Here. Cheers, Cheers bud. It smells great. Mm. Mm. Tastes great. That's good. Yep. That makes up for the last uh, last week's kind of shitty uh, phone beer. Yeah, last week's kind of fell short, didn't it? It really did. Um, Man, that's good. Like, you can actually... The pineapple and the strawberry, you can taste both of them. Yeah, it's uh, this is a winner. And the uh, and actually the cantaloupe too. It's like the cantaloupes mm. at the end, and it's it's kind of like floral, like floral on the finish. You look like you're really into it. It's delicious. Oh boy, it's good. Mm. Love it. That is tasty. Fuck. That's an experimental. All right. Well, that's what we're drinking, and that's what we're talking about today. So now it's time to get into trailer trashed, baby. Yeah, because we're experimenting with a new segment. Experimenting with getting trashed in a trailer. We're actually just going to rub trash on our bodies and pretend that we live in a trailer. (laughs) This is basically just my childhood. (laughs) (laughs) You poor thing. We'll be back. All right, James, uh, the two movies that we got for you this week are actually both new to me as well. All right. Really? Yeah, you haven't are, watched either one of them? Nope. They're both new to me. Oh, I, this is going to get crazy. I, I had meant to. One of them I'm at least kind of like, like 25% familiar with because I know where it comes from, which will make sense when we get to it. But the first one we're watching, uh, I know nothing about. It's, uh, it's a Netflix original. Okay. It's called The Strays, and that's literally all I know comes out February 22nd, and um, yeah, I know literally nothing about this movie, which is probably for the best, because we can both actually react in real time. Oh, a blind react. All right, here we go. This is a trailer for a movie called The Strays. Welcome to our home.
Run. Run. And run. Interesting. Um, I am thoroughly confused. <laughs> I really don't. I couldn't get a sense of what that's about at all. I it looks interesting, though. It looks it looks a lot like a Jordan Peele movie. I was going to say it's got like it's elements got Jordan of, Peele written all. It's over got it. elements of both Get Out and Us. Yeah, it's um. It looks like it's about a woman who is living a life, but maybe she's being torn back to an old life, or people from her old life are coming back for her or something like there's there's definitely a juxtaposition between the life that she's living know, but she's, and something from her past but she seemingly can like at certain times it seems like she's the only one who can see yeah the, like maybe so maybe it's maybe it's supposed to be for the, for those of you who haven't seen this uh she looks like a very like well-to-do black woman living in like a predominantly white in an affluent area. area. She yeah. looks like she's got a job at a university or something. Yeah, and and it, she 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 wears uh, straightened wigs and stuff like that. Like it almost it almost looks like maybe like the people that the life that she maybe got away from or whatever was like pulling her back in or something mm. is kind of what it looks like. So it definitely strikes me as being very like like racially heavy, like having oh, tone, to- definitely tones of Yeah, stuff I like definitely that. got that sense too. Hence I the just, J- Jordan Peele aspect to it. Right. I just can't get I just can't get a, a feel for exactly what the message is, you know? I'm, which it's a trailer. Maybe they don't want to give anything away, which oh, I completely yeah, understand. which is fine. It definitely looks interesting. It looks like I'm uh, lo- looks like something I'd be into watching. Let's see here. Um, well, here's the the actual <laughs> synopsis. Let's see if this puts it into a little bit more perspective. Uh, in Netflix's The Strays, deputy head of a private school in Nev uh, lives with her husband Ian and teenage children Sebastian and Mary uh, in a nice house in an idyllic country town. But her carefully crafted upper middle class life begins to unravel with the arrival of two shadowy figures from her past. Mm. Abigail and Marv. That's that's all we know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Definitely something from her past showing up and trying to pull her back or, or sure. whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. It looks it looks good. It looks pretty tense. It does. Um, yeah. Is that is that a is that a uh, a series or a movie? It's a movie. Oh, okay. Nope, but it's definitely a movie. Yeah, that looks so, pretty good. Yeah, no, I'm into it. Like yep. I said, that was a totally blind uh, <laughs> yeah, a blind I, watch. I had I I had never even heard of that, so it was. But I now was it's going on our radar. Blind, yeah, for sure. When does that one come out? Uh, February twenty second. Cool. Yeah. So uh, not, not terribly long way. All right, the next movie is the newest from Mister Stephen. King. Oh my. Right. So this is an adaptation of The Boogeyman. Ooh, Jesus. The Boogeyman. Um The Boogeyman, which is I believe a short from uh his uh Night Shift collection All from right 1978. On. So this is finally being adapted into a feature. Uh it is starring Sophie Thatcher from that show uh, Yellow Jackets Christmasina from Birds of Prey. Um David, I can never say his name. David Dostomolishin, Delucian, Melushian. I can't see it, but I think it's Dostmalkian. That's the one. Yep, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh Marine Ireland, a uh, bunch of other people. Um yeah, no, this is um Rob Savage directed this. I knew there was a director that was attached. Uh he did Dash Cam and Host. Oh. So, which we still need to watch both yeah. of those movies. They kind of uh, they blew up over 
We watched Host. No, we watched we? The Host, which oh, is a Korean movie. Okay. I don't think that Rob Savage directed a Korean monster movie. <laughs> you Call me know. crazy. Uh, this movie comes out June 2nd, 2023. All right. Uh, here is the trailer for The Boogeyman. Okay, get in here. I don't know how you sleep with all these lights. What are you scared of? I don't see anything. Okay, monster check. You believe me? Don't you? Oh, it's the boogeyman. Yeah, no, that 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 looks like a no-brainer. It looks it looks pretty straightforward, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it uh it looks so it looks like here's the here's the deal. It looks like Shh, give it to me. That looked like a pretty good trailer, right? Sure. Like I I watched that, I was like, okay, had some spooky moments. Looks like it's probably gonna be really heavy on the jump scares. It's got the potential, I think, to be really awful. So it, okay, I see what you're saying. It 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 definitely toes that line of being. What do we call it before? The just butt rock horror, like where it's <laughs> where it's just it's made it's made for the most common denominator. <clears throat> right. That's it. Lowest common denominator. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's made for mass consumption, so it's it's right. got all the hallmarks. Which, of, if it's you know, if it's a Stephen King movie at this point, it's that's understandable. Sure. Not all Stephen King movies are shit, though. Actually, there's a Stephen King movie that I want to get to in the news that sounds like it's something completely different sure so i think it all depends on who gets their hands on it and let's be completely honest here i i've read very little of stephen king at this point right like i'm in my fourth book at this point yeah um i've seen a ton of his adaptations i know a lot about his work stephen king for as good as he is he retreads a lot of the same shit all the time like a lot of his stuff is pretty cookie cutter at the end of the day, it is. Well, yeah, he's, I mean, he's it's... just good at writing. That's the difference. His themes and his stories, there's nothing overly special about them. Well, no, I mean, like, he or has not his, all the time. Yeah, you know? he has his themes that he likes to focus on. Um, like, how many books are you going to write about an author? How many books are you going to write about a strange town? How many oh, books sure. are you going to write about? Yeah, but that's like, also like, I don't know. I've always kind of thought of Stephen King as a extended universe sort of guy. Like, uh, well, yeah. Uh, is is that what you would like the yeah. expanded uh, uh, universe? Expanded universe. That's a, yeah. That's what I was looking for. Like his his whole shtick is kind of like everything's connected to sure. everything. You know what I mean? Which is why reading his material is fun, but right. adapting it though as standalone movies, right? You're, you're you're just pulling out the jump scares of the books and trying to turn that into a movie. Right. You know? I've I've so now having read, I don't know, twenty. Stephen King books, well, read, quote unquote. Yeah. Listen to. We all know you can't read. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I read the material and and I think to myself, oh, this would make a this would make a really great movie if they would just treat it the way it's supposed to be treated. Correct. But studios get a hold of it and they go, hey, you know, you like, let's ditch the message for the visuals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this to me, like I haven't, I haven't read Night Shift in its entirety. I think I've only read two stories from Night Shift, and I, I like I, this seems to me like I haven't. So I haven't read the Boogeyman. 
I'm sure that Stephen King had some sort of deeper message with the story of the boogeyman. I don't know that he always does. I don't. Know, I don't thing. know for sure. I really I don't, don't. I don't know for sure. I think sometimes Stephen King just has a fun idea and he writes it. That's it. I don't think that all, not all of his stuff has. And actually, I would. I would. I, Can I'd you be, give me an example of something that doesn't have some deeper, at least some sort of like social commentary to it or can you tell me something that's just completely surface level no i mean it's not it, um, maybe surface level is not the way to put it but i don't i also think that stephen king sometimes just gets a good idea mm-hmm. and just writes on it and maybe while he's writing he can loop it into something else or whatever or he figures oh this is actually kind of more like this so i'll write stephen king just has always struck me as the kind of guy that just is constantly thinking about what if a, B, C, and D happened with A, B, C, and D else thing happened. Like, well, like he just he just thinks of stories. And, and I that's think it. I think you're right. I've always heard that he's like a stream of consciousness is, writer. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you read, read his shit? You know he's stream of consciousness. Well, no I mean, like, I, the well, man no, does he, not edit himself. Well, he, no, there. I mean, every every single one of his stories gets edited like five times over. But like. So I'd, love, the, I'd actually of, love to read one of his original manuscripts for one of his books, but like... He, from my understanding, he does not always work with an editor. From my understanding. Oh, all right. I, I yeah, don't know. a lot... Of, well, I, he I've has heard, to work with... I mean... Not when you're Stephen King, you don't. Yes, you do. You still have to work with an editor. I don't know. I don't um, think you do. As long as, as long as it's competent, I don't think you do. But you're like... What we'll look you, that up for next week. What you said is like... It's... it's it's kind of how I see, uh, like writing lyrics. Like a lot of lyricists will go, like I didn't even, I didn't know what this song was about until a year after I was. Oh, you know, I've been performing this song for a year, and only just now did I realize what it's actually oh, about. 100%. The guy, like the person who wrote the lyrics, doesn't. And it's as a person, as a person that has it, written lyrics before. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah, same. And hundred percent true. Yeah, and it's and it's not always like it's not that you're just ascribing meaning to it all of a sudden. It's like it was the meaning was always there, but you just didn't really realize it until you let it sit for a while. And that might be the same thing with him. He's writing like he's just got a stream of consciousness thing going on. But I, for the most part, I think that most of his stuff, at least to him, has some deeper meaning. Maybe you know I, I don't mean? know. I I to be honest with you, I haven't read I haven't read on writing, and I have not read any of his, um, any of his actual his essays or anything. Act, like that. Yeah, his essays about his writing and this yeah. and that. I'm sure there's probably a lot of information in there, like nuggets of truth. Um, so that'll be maybe one day we can revisit that. We can do like a Stephen King in 20 years. Yeah, when but I'm done reading all I, of his books. I guess then again, <laughs> if you think about the like he wrote Bill Dembro in it as him, like that's him. Basically, right? But that's just writing. He what modeled you, that after him. Just and writing he what even, you know, though. He even admits in he even admits in it that Bill Dembro wrote several of his stories just because they were good ideas and he needed money. Yeah. So you might be right. You know, this might be one of those stories where it's just like, oh yeah, it's a fucking boogeyman. Everybody's scared of the boogeyman. Let's make what, a let's make a story about it. That's what short stories are good for too. Yeah. If you have just little nuggets of ideas that don't really fit into a larger narrative, you right. write a short. Right. Done. Yeah. You know? Yep. Uh, Either way, I'll watch that. Yeah. Back to the actual trailer, <laughs> though. I think it looks it looks perfectly fine. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be mind-blowing. No. It looks like it'd be a yeah, fun just be like a afternoon co- romp. Cookie cutter, just sort of cut and dry kind of fucking horror feature, yeah. creature feature yeah. sort of thing. That girl had a pretty cool light of ball. 
That's cool. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> kind of want one. Uh, mm. Anyway, that is trailer trash, I James. Do, I, oh, okay. Ooh, what? I was going to take one more issue. Oh. I, I take issue with the way the dad searched the closet. Like everybody knows that <laughs> everybody knows that once you open the closet, the monster's not there, and then when you close the closet, the monsters suddenly appears. Like that's the way monsters work. Yeah, duh. Like don't be so fucking. <laughs> just don't be so brazen about don't it. Don't be such a dad. Like if my kids tell me that there's a monster in the closet, I believe them, and then I take. I take measures to make sure that the monster can't come out of the yeah, closet. You like make some shit up. Right. Like, I'm putting a jar of vinegar in your closet. Exactly. It's monster repellent. Right. right. I'm not just going to close the door and then walk out and just be like, good night. Then you wake up. The You're next, on your own. You wake up the next morning and there's vinegar all over the fucking kid's room <laughs> because your kid's sprayed everywhere and it's paint's dripping off the walls and suddenly the kid's dead. Okay, smells, moving on. It smells like Gibby's fries <laughs> and death in here. All right. Um, all right. So anyway, that's trailer trashed. We watched some trailers. I'm trashed. Are you I'm trashed? Just gone. Nice, baby. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to get into the... <laughs> nope. Can't remember what we do anymore. Why the fuck can't I remember? News. The Bleed Feed. <laughs> the Bleed Feed. Another week, another death, James. Oh, no. That's because uh, that's how we start things. Uh, this one is pretty sucky. Uh, well, they're all pretty sucky in fairness. Yeah. Uh, but at 83 years old, Close Encounters of the Third Kind actress Melinda Dillon has passed away. Um, Melinda Dillon played the... Uh, excuse me. Uh, she played Jillian Goulier who was the mother of the child that got abducted in Close Encounters of the Third Kind mm-hmm. and joined Richard Dreyfuss on his like quest to, I don't know, befriend the aliens or, you know, whatever he was trying to do with those mashed potatoes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It, it looked kind of kinky. But um, anyway, though, uh, she passed away at the age of 83. There was no, uh, no cause of death uh, for, her, uh, for her death. Um, 83 is good life, though. You know? It's not too bad. Not, it's not terrible. It's not great. I, I, it's not anything, terrible. Anything past 80, though, I feel like, okay. I guess it's past the life expectancy, right? I don't know. What is that? We've talked about this before. I don't even know what the life expectancy in America anymore. The high 70s? I think for men. For women, is it older? Okay. Well, even still. Um, Anyway, though, uh, yeah, she also starred in other movies like uh, uh, The April Fools, uh, The Prince of Tides is a big one, Spontaneous Combustion, which we've done. Harry and the Hendersons. Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, She was in uh, an episode of The Twilight Zone, so she was kind of all over the map. Uh, Her probably most famous role, though, was uh, Mrs. Parker in A Christmas Story. Oh, She was... uh, that was her most iconic role, probably that everyone knows, you know, that revisits her every single year. So mm-hmm. rest in peace, uh, Melinda Dillon. Uh, another death this week is um, George P. Wilbur has passed away. Uh, he was an actor, he did stunts, uh, did a bunch of other stuff. Uh, most notably, though, in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, and Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, in which he actually played Michael Myers. Oh, nice. So, um... Eminem is dead. Eminem. I, th- oh. <laughs> I, th- I thought I was being clever. Oh, Michael Myers. It's, it's not that clever. No, uh, he also was a, a... It's funny. He was Michael Myers in Halloween 4, just played a stunt guy in 5, but then was recast as Michael Myers in 6. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's like, why'd you get rid of me? 
just keep me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But why? Because he got a big head and he started asking for too much money. Uh, probably. Wanted too many. Wanted to be paid in Skittles. Pro- <laughs> probably. Uh, he's got a ridiculous filmography, though, of doing stunts and acting and whatnot. Towering Inferno, Grizzly, Escape from New York, Poltergeist, Star Trek II, The Beastmaster, Firestarter, Poltergeist Two, Ghostbusters. Did you say Re-Animal. Die Hard already? I did not say Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard. The Burbs, Ghostbusters 2, Nightmare 5. Like It goes on and on. Like This guy was in a, 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 a literal measure it fuck ton of things. <laughs> a metric fuck ton. <laughs> it's <laughs> y- absurd. Um, anyway, he, though. He, uh, was, he, he was even in The Notebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a stunt double in The Notebook. Who knew they had stunt doubles in The Notebook? He was The Notebook. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> You know that famous scene where they throw the notebook out the window yeah. in the notebook down down a flight of stairs. Yeah, that's yeah, him. That was him. That was him. He's in a big big notebook sized. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, rest in peace, George Wilbur. Notebook sized Jesus. I don't... <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, so this is back to the Stephen King news that I wanted to talk about. Uh, you ever heard of Billy Summers? Never. His, uh, his novel. Have you read it? That one that you've read. Is that the one where the the little girl gets lost in the woods and she's uh, obsessed with the the ball player Billy Summers? Is that the same one? I don't believe so. I've not read it though, so don't quote me on that. Yeah, I don't um, know. I know though. I know that he is a retired hitman who wants to retire. Oh, that def- I do know. Definitely not the okay. one that I'm thinking okay. of. Then no. Um, yeah, he's a retired hitman that wants to retire. It's kind of the same old story about he takes one last score to pad himself from retirement sure. and a bunch of shit happens um here's what's exciting about this not only are we getting another stephen king adaptation uh but it's being rep- uh it's being produced by jj abrams okay. which is pretty big yeah. and also leonardo dicaprio's production uh company uh apple and way so that's two pretty big heavy hitters yeah uh and it's also being said that leonardo dicaprio will play Billy Summers. Oh, oh. So a Stephen King adaptation starring Leo. Count me the fuck in. Like, that just sounds awesome. Leo. Leo. Um, yeah, dude. He's investigating. That's... He'll be in, investigating why Rose didn't have enough room on the fucking door. <laughs> That's what this is about. <laughs> there was, uh, there was like a recent YouTube video or something where they were like, well, we definitively proved that it actually wasn't possible for him to get up on the door. I still just like I watched it and I was I got to the end and I was like no fuck you. He, you ever walk through a door? Hundred percent. He probably could have. Have you ever walked through a door at the same time as another person? Yeah. Yeah. Therefore, enough room <laughs> on the door. There it is. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't need to make a twenty minute YouTube video about it. We just <laughs> no. proved it. Sometimes you gotta like shift in a little bit. You know what? You shift on the fucking door. It's not a big deal. Spooner. You already banged her. Spooner. There was. Come on. <laughs> There's enough room on the fucking door. <laughs> there was a... Damn it, Leo! Have you ever seen the dude he died who... died for no reason. Have you ever seen the dude who does... Uh, he does um, slap bass at inappropriate times on, have, on Instagram. Yeah, he just did one recently where it was... Show, uh, he was uh, playing pop punk at inappropriate times. Okay. And it was... <laughs> it was right when uh, she says, I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. And then he busts into... Fuck, what song was it? It was a totally inappropriate pop punk song. It was hilarious. I I'll let remember. you go. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, anyway. You just left a Fall Boy, by the way. 
Huh? I said you just laughed at Fall Out Boy, by the way. I always laugh at Fall Out Boy because they're <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Good call. All right. Anyway, though, uh, moving on here. Um, after the last season of Dexter, which was called Dexter New Blood, yeah. um, Dexter, spoilers. Ah. Uh, Okay, fine. I haven't watched it. Aaron oh, just really? finished. Aaron How just, have you not watched it yet? Aaron just finished it yesterday. How have you not watched it? It came I like just, a year ago. I just haven't. James. You know you know me, dude. I haven't <sighs> watched I haven't watched a single episode of Breaking, I have an idea. Breaking Bad yet. I have an idea. Spend some time with your fucking wife. No. Watch watch the shit that she's watching. Why would I do that? <laughs> she watched the black phone before you. She's watched Dexter before you. Yeah, she's watching all this shit at work. Well, tell her to quit her job. No, she gets she gets all of her work done really early, and then she just chills out and well, watches good shows. Fine, it was it was. I, it, um, how do I say this now? Without giving you don't away, say without it. giving any spoilers. You don't say it. It was up in the air whether or not Showtime the, was going to continue the series past the one season revival. Oh, okay, That's all, all right, I'm say. okay. Uh, apparently, it will not. Okay, because Showtime is being folded into uh, Discovery Plus. Apparently, what? Yeah, there was like a big merger that happened. There's a bunch of shit happening. I'm sorry, not Discovery, Paramount Plus. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's being merged. Seems to me like that should go the other way, but Paramount's a pretty big company, so Paramount, whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, though, apparently, though, it will be Clyde Phillips, who's the showrunner, apparently still wants to do something with Dexter, and they're talking about doing perhaps a prequel series oh. that shows Dexter as an adolescent. Okay. I'm not about it. Yeah. Might be good. Who knows? I just I don't like these that, prequel scenes. That means recasting Dexter. Yeah, that loses everything. Or just <laughs> have you seen <laughs> <De-age> him? <laughs> no, have you seen that? You seen that meme? It was like uh, it was it was a picture of Dexter and the version of Dexter where he was playing a teenager, like back in the first series, yeah. not not in this new one. And it was like we're all just gonna ignore the fact that they <laughs> they slapped a wig on thirty six year old Michael C Hall and said, okay, you're a teenager now. Let him do like, it. It was quite, quite obviously a thirty-six-year-old man wearing. They could de-age him though. They're getting pretty good at it. No, they're not, dude. When's the last time you saw a good de-age? Like they thought, they thought that they did such an awesome job with the Irishman, and that f- looked like shit. The new Indiana Jones six trailer. <clears throat> That's it. Is there a trailer out oh, for yeah. it now? Oh yeah, I haven't seen it. Does, oh really? Do, oh, we should. Does he actually trash. not look like a feeble eighty-year-old man? He really doesn't, and they de-age him for some flashback stuff, and he looks pretty good. Really? Yeah, we'll watch it on the break. Well, hold on. Did they de-age him, or did they? Because you know how crazy AI and like deep fake shit is getting this uh, nowadays. Like, did they de-age him, or did they have a younger body double do the oh that the I have stuff, no idea. and then they just like put his well, face I'm pretty on sure him. that the entire role was done by a younger body double with just his face on it. <laughs> In the like the whole because what's I don't even know what the premise. Well, Harrison is. Ford's like seventy thousand years old at this point. So yeah, I, don't I think know he can that. Be running around the way that Indiana Jones does. Just saying. I don't know, dude. You never anyway. know. You never know um, what the kind of drugs they can put into the bodies of these actors that's, nowadays. That's very very true. Um, okay, moving on here. Uh, James Gunn. Uh, you know how James Gunn took over for DC's like had a creative. Yes. Basically, he's DC's Kevin Feige now. Sure. Yeah. Um, DC's been in a bad way for a long time. So in his first like overarching announcement the other day, he put forth the whole new brand new slate for all their movies, TV shows, all that kind of stuff. One of the things that they're doing is a live action uh, feature length version of Swamp Thing. They're redoing Swamp Thing. Really? Uh, this probably won't have anything to do with that uh, recent TV show, as this is going to be like an origin kind of thing. 
But what's exciting about it is that Logan filmmaker James Manigold is in talks to direct it. Mm-hmm. And Logan, you've seen Logan, right? Nope. <laughs> Everything's lost on you. I know. <laughs> Logan was I know how good it is. Amazing. Without without having seen it, I know how yeah, good it yeah, is. But yeah. Logan yeah. was absolutely incredible. So a James Manifold uh, directed Swamp Thing, I'm I'm in for it. Right on. Um I've seen part of that new series that they just did. And even though I don't think this has any, anything to do with it, it's so good. It like, got canned after one season. It got canned didn't it? after one season, even though and it, did it had amazingly. like rave reviews. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah it did amazingly. Um, so that's pretty exciting if you're a big Swamp Thing fan. And uh, last bit of news here: Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome is a uh, Blu-ray publishing company that we uh, both enjoy. Mm-hmm. They put out lots of fun trashy beef licks stuff that nobody else ever wants to see but for some reason we get it uh well they're going one step further now by introducing vinegar syndrome publishing where they're now going to be putting out graphic novels novelizations and other printed work of their entire catalog of movies really so if you ever wanted an in-print version of your favorite trash cinema movie you're in luck (laughs) That's pretty I just, cool. I just can't wait to hear how they, how deep into the description they get into some of these gross like sexploitation movies they put out. <laughs> but that sounds pretty cool, though. I mean, I are they gonna hire like famous graphic graphic artists? No idea. Like graphic, they uh, haven't graphic put anything, novel artists. Or? They've not put anything out yet. I know they're going to be re-releasing the four-part comic of Lucio Fulci's Zombie. Oh, cool! Which, but that came out before separately. I think they just probably are re-releasing it under their banner. Okay. Um. That being said, though, who knows? I mean, they could do anything. Yeah. So I'm into it. I like. That's you know, cool. I'm, I like graphic graphic novels. Uh, yeah, I think that's cool, especially if you bring in like amazing artists and stuff like that. Like, see, like. I've always been intrigued by uh this is gonna sound terrible, but like like violent artwork. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I love I love metal uh like metal uh C D artwork. Oh absolutely, yeah, yeah. Album well, it's like, we like album cans, artwork. It's like these cans. Those yeah, the really violent, crazy yeah, cans. Yeah, though sure. what's the is that abomination? Abomination, uh Nightmare Brewing, I think is another yeah. one. Well they're they're great because though that type of art, <laughs> it's so much more nuanced because of all the splatter and yeah. Spatter and baby batter. Yeah. Ooh. Splatter, splatter, batter, S- and baby bite. No, you can't rhyme batter with batter. <laughs> splatter, spatter, splatter, spatter, and baby batter. There you go. That's it. New podcast. Market. Anyway, it'll be a very specific kind of podcast where we only review horror-based porno. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, there's, and there's quite a bit. Splatter, spatter, and baby batter. It's actually fucking... That's a great <laughs> idea. Trademark. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that sounds cool, though. Anyway, that's uh, that's your news. Right on. All right, we're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we get back, we are going to... We're going to do uh, Skin and rink. Yeah. And it's going to be... Devi- decisive. Divisive. Decisive and divisive. And... And derisive. And... and can't think of another word that rhymes with that. We'll be back. Yep. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description.
apparently the internet is blowing up about this movie. What? I haven't heard a single rumbling about it. And I don't get it. I really don't get it. What are people so angry about? Are they, are they, are people angry that, well, hold on. I Are mean, the detractors it, angry that people actually like the movie? I mean, hold on. Well, what's going on? The here? internet is blowing up in both de- directions. Well, yeah, it is. Like, there's people who love it, and there's people who absolutely hate it. There really doesn't seem to be a middle ground with this movie, <laughs> which I understand. To be completely honest with you, yeah, yeah like, sure. I yeah. I understand why this movie might not be for everybody. Yeah, or not even might not. This probably this movie's probably not for everybody. No, it's not. Um, it's not. That being said, I feel like if you're the kind of person that can watch this kind of movie and understand it for what it is, then you're home free. Like, <clears throat> like it's it's a slam dunk. Sure. Needless to say, I loved it. I, I think did. you did too. I did too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you were worried about me, weren't you? No, not really. Really. No, I figured I, of all movies, this would be one that you would be a little bit worried that maybe I wouldn't sink my teeth into as much. Mm, no, I don't think so. I just I because I I know that you, I know that you appreciate like, sort of just like fully immersing yourself in stuff, and and especially like, I I didn't I didn't think at any point that you would watch this in like a well written well-lit room with a group of people while you were talking through it like that's not which brings me to why i watched it three times okay my first watch through yeah was in a well-lit room like i watched it at work so oh, yeah not the right place to no, watch it, not right? at all. so that was my first watch through i go okay i gotta rewatch this yeah so i watched it again last night at home mm-hmm. i'm sitting on the couch she's passed out you know on the couch or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm just watching it and i'm glued to the fucking screen mm-hmm. like even though my tv and here's my my room my living room you've seen it before tv is mm-hmm. a bit further away from the couch yeah. than than i would normally put it but it's just the way the room works yeah so when you're watching a movie like this I'm sitting forward on the couch, getting as close as I can while still sitting on the couch, glued to the screen, right? Yeah. So when certain things happen, like there's no, I wouldn't consider the jumps in this movie jump scares. Mm-hmm. It's just very well crafted cuts that are startling. Mm-hmm. That's how I would describe them because they're not jump scares. They're attack scares. Yeah, you know what? That's. Yeah, they're made to attack you, but they're <laughs> but they're but they're very specific. It's yeah. not just a bait you in jump scare technique like in every other horror movie. Well, and that's the, uh, there's that, nothing baiting you in. It just, like, the, things just happen, right? Because that's the thing is like you actually spent like as as uh, as horror movie goers, like as people who um, consume this kind of content all the time. Mm-hmm. We're expecting the jump scares, and this movie spends ninety percent of the time sucking you in, yeah, making you think that there's jump scares coming, yeah, and then they just never like. There's so many scenes where you're like, okay, all right, I'm on, I'm on the edge of my seat, my fucking skin is crawling, something bad is gonna happen, and then just like nothing bad happens, but that's somehow worse. Like yeah, it's the cinema some... equivalent of blue balls. Like it's just <laughs> it's it's not really blue balls though. It's like it's like fine blue balls with a really slow release. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I don't know. Like it's it like, comes out like molasses. Like where you would typically think a jump scare might be, there is none. But 
that somehow makes it worse and more scary. It builds because you're just sitting because you're sitting there tense, thinking, yeah. "Oh my god, here it comes," and then it doesn't happen. But then like, it, but then it just like, like I don't want to say that it's blue balls because it's really not because blue balls is the the implication of that is like it's a bad thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. But like, it's it wasn't a bad thing. It was like, oh my god, like that just drew me in, and then just like. And then just left me with this feeling of like complete despair. You yeah, know what I mean, absolutely. Um, so this so movie, I guess it is blue balls. So, <laughs> so this movie, uh, heavy spoilers. Obviously, it's a brand new movie. If you've not seen it, yeah. do not listen to this. Like we appreciate the listen, but save yourself. Watch it. Come back. Um, uh, but honestly, I, I'll, I'll just say like off the jump, like I don't think that you and I, I don't. With this movie, I don't think there's anything that you and I could give away. Well, talking would, about theories, would, though, talking about that kind of stuff, I feel like this is the kind of even movie... Even all that being said, I don't think there's anything that you and I could give away that would ruin the experience for somebody. This is not like a like a we're giving you spoilers kind of movie. Like, It's not... There's still spoilers about what happens to certain characters, though. It just, I wouldn't want to know that. I, I, I wouldn't like, want to know any of that stuff. <laughs> I just don't understand why saying spoilers ahead is a bad thing. With any other movie, if if we give you spoilers, it might ruin the movie. Spoilers don't ruin this movie, in my eyes. I don't. In my opinion, spoilers don't don't ruin this movie. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I I don't I don't understand that because they would absolutely ruin it for me. Okay. So I don't I don't understand where you're coming from at that point. Like that's I, fine. I, I agree I just... with you. I agree with you that the the tone of the movie and like the experience of watching this movie is the sweet spot. Like I completely agree with you on that, Mm -hmm. but there are certain things that happen in the movie that had I known they were coming, they definitely would not have hit the same way. Mm. I just, I like the, and and it's not even so much in, like I said, it's not jump scares or anything like that. It's just the, what the fuck moments. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to know those are coming. I wouldn't want I, that. That would ruin those things because you're waiting for it to happen rather than it happening and you having that what the fuck moment. Well, then we shouldn't talk about them, just in case somebody's listening that doesn't want to hear that stuff. <laughs> Turn I'm the just... fucking podcast off. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, seriously though. Let's... If you if you're that person, thank you. You're causing a fight between us right yeah, now. Yeah, you piece of shit. Way to go. This is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, James. Yeah, but um, uh, so what do we have here, Michael? A movie? I, I'm just like plot wise. Okay, I guess I'll do it. So you have two children, two children who wake up in the middle of the night. Well, first of all, you have one child who wakes up in the middle of the night and is speaking to nobody. Something. Um, sure. And asking if they want to play hide and seek. Sure. And that's creepy as hell. Um, and then. So it's kind of it's it's really weird like even though even though the events of the movie seem linear does it seem like the timeline is like it kind of jumps around a little bit It does but it doesn't. So here's the This movie is not it, it's so it's so weird because when we talk about how there's a character doing this, there's a character doing that. You don't actually see the characters doing anything. This movie is it's it's almost literally a compilation of still shots. Yeah. With 
and with a soundtrack mm-hmm. that builds everything. Mm-hmm. You don't see the characters much at all. It's just static shots of random like still life that you would shoot in like a high school photography class. Yeah. With super low light lit with flashlights and reflections through window, but not no guys, not even windows. Hence this is why the spoilers part comes in, but like it's just a weird fucking movie. Except for those an hour those, and 40 minutes of just still shots. Except for those like those quote unquote static shots are not static because there's so much like this is what I said. Uh, I I was talking to so um, Alex King from uh, Beyond the Void Horror Podcast mentioned today that he was uh, about to edit his review of the movie and he was going to post it later. So I jumped in on the comment section. I just said like I can't like because part of the, part of what he said is like so many people are just absolutely hating on this movie and he's like I don't get it like. You know, it's not for everybody, but why yeah. so much hate? Like, it's like people are, it's like people are personally offended by other people who like this movie, which you and I obviously both like this movie. Sure. So, like, and so I jumped in. I was like, yeah, I don't, I really don't get the vitriol that this is received. Like, I don't, I get that it's not for everybody, right? Yeah. But I don't understand the vitriol. And I said, I think if you're the type of person who can stand in a room and look into a dark corner and allow your brain to do what your brain wants to do when it looks in a dark mm-hmm. corner, then you're going to like this movie. And that's why, like I said, these these shots are like, they're static shots, quote unquote, but they're not really static shots because what they did with the film to degrade it, it was shot on digital, but it's made to look like it's shot on. Yeah. Like, uh, there's like, obviously filters, like over VHS top of it and basically. That, yeah. Um, and when you're looking at the, sh- when you're looking at these weird, random static shots of, of the house, like you'll just, you'll be looking at the corner, like where, where the three walls, like the two walls and the ceiling meet at a corner for like a minute. Yeah. You know, and it and it doesn't move, but then you realize that like with all the weird grain and stuff, uh, like the graininess of the film it feels like a nightmare. You're almost you're almost seeing faces in the corner of the room, and like, yeah, there's there's so, like there's there's times where it's I don't know if they like purposely like if they had like a small light that they would kind of just sort of drag across the shot to to light things in the background a little bit but all of a sudden you go oh my god what's that like yeah, suddenly that looks like there's a pair of eyes in the background and then it disappears and you're so, like did i really just see that or am i just imagining this so in my in my three ways that i watched this movie i told you the first time i watched it was in like a well-lit room right mm-hmm. second time was the like the experience mm-hmm. um the third time that i watched it though i watched it with and this wasn't intentional, but I watched it on a screen that was a little bit brighter mm-hmm. than other screens that I had watched it on. And I watched it with the subtitles on because a lot of the speech, you can understand most of it, but some of it, it's it's hard. It's kind of hard to make out sometimes. Yeah. So I just let, I just turned the subtitles on, left it on to see what other context I could get mm-hmm. for. And, and, and there's some cool things that it actually revealed, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but... There's scenes where 
let's let's break this down. Let's break down the look of this film first off, right? Sure. It is incredibly dark. There's there's only a couple of sorts of sources of light in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. They either turn on a light switch, so you get like the ceiling light. Mm-hmm. It's a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Or it's from the glow of a TV. Right. Those are pretty much the and only like a couple th- night lights or something like that. Occasionally, yeah. yeah. But your main three sources of light are those things. Mm-hmm. Makes for a, an extremely dark movie. Mm-hmm. The film grain and the static and the film grain that they laid on top of this footage so heavy. <laughs> I it's it's so thick. Yeah. It, I I don't know if this was intentional or not or what, but I swear to God that some of the scenes. Either it was the grain or the entire scene itself, they played in reverse. I swear to God, they did. I got that feeling too. It's it's and I and I notice it in the grain, like when you're watching. Because the thing is this: the grain that they're using. Mm-hmm. This was I. This had to have been edited in someone's house, right? So the the grain that they're that they're using was probably like a pre made grain from something. Mm-hmm. There is a forward momentum to the grain, mm-hmm. right? You watch it, if they're using the same thing over and over throughout the entire film, your brain gets used to seeing certain like artifacts pop up certain places. I don't know right, if you noticed right. that. They yeah. do, they repeat. So you can tell that they're using the same grain and just overlaying it, you know, one after another after another. Mm-hmm. Every now and then you'll be watching it and you'll see the grain going and then it'll it'll add like a millisecond of time where it sort of pauses and then and it, it feels like it goes, goes in reverse. Yeah. And it fucks with your head <laughs> yeah it absolutely fucks with you and i don't know if it's just the grain doing that or being that these are all static shots they could have very well just put the static shot in reverse and there's just something about the way that like your brain works linear like linearly that when you're watching it backwards it just feels different yeah. even though it doesn't look different right it's like your brain is is interpreting it different right I, and i don't know if that's if that's what's actually it's, happening it's like, but it feels that way it's like when you take a, a a picture of yourself and then you go in like you can go in and you can do the mirror option yeah and suddenly you're facing the opposite direction and it's the ex- completely it's the different. exact same picture but you're facing the opposite direction and, you look and for some reason yeah. you look weird yeah you know and it gives you like a weird uncanny sort of like uncomfortable feeling yeah <laughs> and that's there's, that's what the yeah and there's another thing too when i was watching on the screen that was a little bit brighter i did notice that some of the scenes that were like super super dark there's there's digital artifacts which means like you can see a little bit of the digit uh digitalization of of the screen basically mm-hmm. of the different like tones of black some sure, screens yeah. have a really hard time differentiating yeah and you can see that there's like it's almost like somebody it's almost like they put a layer over the film and took a a pen in Photoshop, right? Made mm-hmm. like a, a a big sized pen in Photoshop, mm-hmm. put it on one percent opacity, mm-hmm. and then just did one of like like scribbled a little bit in a corner of the screen and then laid it on top. Yeah, you would never notice it with like the naked eye, mm-hmm. but it does add something. If, and especially if they animated it or put different ones in, it changes the way that the screen looks. Mm-hmm. I maybe I'm making that up, but I feel like when I was noticing it on a brighter screen, I kind of noticed stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like the grain would be heavier on this section of the screen than over here, and then it would switch, and then it would like yeah. like there's just kind of weird things. I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know if that's my mind playing tricks on me because this whole movie fucks with your head so much. It seems like I don't know. It seems to me like everything. I like I don't know for sure. I 
I actually I didn't read any interviews with the director. I kind of wish specific, I would have, but I like, specifically didn't. Um, it doesn't seem like anything in the movie is unintentional. You know, like nothing, nothing, no. especially with the kind. Like this is a movie that was made on a. Like you wouldn't even call it a micro budget. It was no budget. Yeah. It was fifteen thousand dollars. Which, if you told me this guy shot this on an iPhone, I would believe you. It, no, if you told me this guy shot shot this on a on an old VHS camera, I believe you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, yeah, they 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 filmed it with basically nothing. It was in the guy's old house, Kyle Kyle Ball's uh, old house that he grew up in. Um, two child actors. Yep. Um, so the dad in the story and and Kevin the son are an actual father and son. Oh, are they really? I do know that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. And so I think you... I, I like. I feel like it was it. It was just really smart too. With like, because especially like when you're doing a horror, like what's one of one what's one of the what's one of the biggest red flags when we're watching a horror movie and like you see two young actors in it you go oh fuck <laughs> child actors this is gonna suck right but this one like they weren't great but it was intentionally not great like it was weird there's something very off-putting about the performances of the two kids you know what it reminded me and, of mind you you only hear their voices you never actually see them like acting you want see the see, back of their heads or their faces which maybe which once was or twice very unsettling to me and we'll get into like the like the dream aspect of it in a little bit but like yeah, you really only ever see uh, Kaylee's face once. Yep. And it's, you know, it's that scene. And you only see Kevin's face once. Yep. Um, and other than that, really all, all you ever see is their feet. Yeah. And then you hear their voices. And their voices were all ADR. And, like... Even with their like, I I feel like the act like the the voice acting was was good because it it literally just sounded like two children talking to each other, but there was also a weird quality to it. Like there was weird pauses. It sounded in the speech. like, and you know what it reminded me of? It was like, have you ever heard when? Oh, actually, me and Justin used to do this on Snapchat for fun. We would record ourselves saying something forward. And then we would reverse it, and then we would phonetically we would watch the recording, and then we would learn fo- it. We would phonetically learn how to say it backwards. Yep. So I would record myself saying, "Hey, how are you guys doing today?" And then I would record it, and I'd learn how to say it backwards. Yeah. And then I and then we would do we would record ourselves saying, and then it would come out as, "Hey, how are you guys doing today?" That's what the like. Sometimes the kids, and the way they were speaking, that weird quality, yeah. yeah, like made it really uncomfortable. But then they're talking like this, you know, they're 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 whispering a lot of times, yeah, and they're not making a lot of sound. What was what was unsettling to me is that throughout the movie, they're just they're just existing in this house, even though they know something is very wrong, and it's ter- that part of it's terrifying to me. I think even more terrifying is the fact that we knew something was terribly wrong as the audience, but the kids didn't know quite as much that something no, was wrong. No, they like, were just being Like, kids. if you woke up in your house, if you woke up in your house and you started walking around and you realized, 
oh, all of the windows and all of the doors in my house are dis- gone. They've disappeared. Which You would flip out. So that's one of the spoiler things I was talking about. Like, I wouldn't want to know that was coming. Because when that first happened, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Well, Why that, was, the- that was in the plot synopsis on... or that w- That's literally it in is, the but thing like, on but, IMDb. But it is, but like knowing how it happens, though, where they, they literally just disappear. It's not like they just wake up, oh, where's the doors? They show the doors there and then gone on the same thing. Like right. It's a really, really cool way of doing it. Right. It's and it's literally just a cut. Like right. it's there's nothing special about oh, how yeah. they shot it. It's not it. like some some magic of cinema or anything. It's just you know like what? boop boop. You know what this movie reminded me of? It reminded me of a full length feature version of the ring tape. Oh yeah. That's that's kind of what I felt like I was watching. Yeah, for sure. And it also dawned on me that this might be the very first you know, even even though like a lot of times like haunted houses and like demon possession movies, they can kind of go hand in hand, mm-hmm. right? This is the very first haunted house slash like demon possessed house movie that I've ever seen from the house's perspective. Like this movie put me in in the shoes of like I'm I'm literally the wall of a house, right? Or I am the house <clears throat> and the walls are my eyes. Mm-hmm. And this is what I see. And these are the highlight reels of what I see from a long period of time of existing and the weird shit that it happens within within my walls. Yeah. That's what this movie felt like. Yeah. It's like you're the house watching everything happen. Mm-hmm. Not not a camera setup, not not anything else. Like like it's like it's like you are the living, breathing. But then it switches house. but then it switches to the perspective of the children sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. But um yeah. But it's just it's just such a cool way to to present this kind of movie. Like who who does this? Who goes, I'm gonna make a demon possession movie made with nothing but static shots and a couple of point of view camera angles. Like, yeah. like who does that? Like that yeah. it's it's such a bonkers idea. Yeah. You'd never in a million years would you think that it would be effective, but this movie's beyond effective. At least in my opinion. <laughs> it also in my opinion. Yeah. And that, I guess that kind of brings it back to this movie was this movie was very polarizing. Very, like, very. S- like some people just absolutely hated every second of it, and I'm like, I don't know, dude. I I just can't. And I, you know what I hate? My my the worst takes that I hear online are the people who are saying that like people who say that they like this movie are only saying it because they want to come across as like artsy or something like that yeah that's not that's not me dude like i will i'll admit when i just straight up like i've seen i've seen like art house films where i was just like okay this is pretentious i'm fucking you know i'm over it i've seen movies like that i've admitted when i didn't like movies like that this movie was different to me yeah it's It's just like it hit way different and like people i don't know people on I try not to let it get to me, but like, and I like, there's, there's people, there's people who just flat out said, I didn't like this movie. It just wasn't for me. And, but I, I don't like, I appreciate that other people liked it. That's fine. That's totally cool. I'm fine with you. You know, like, that's cool. I liked it. You didn't like it. We both agreed to respect each other's opinion. That's cool. But then there's the assholes who are just like, nobody likes this movie. They're just pretending that they do because they want to be artsy. Sure. No, fuck yourself. So here's here's how I look at it. Like I abstract art, right? Mm-hmm. Is a is, is very polarizing to me. Like I fucking hate 
especially especially like modern abstract art, yeah. I can't fucking stand it. Yeah. Like to me, most of the art, most of like the movies that you're talking about that are very pretentious, right? Mm-hmm. Those are like the Jackson Pollocks of I can't I fucking hate Jackson Pollock. <laughs> like like it's pretentious to think that your abstract art of just splattering paint at a canvas mm-hmm. is talent. I'm sorry, it's not. Mm-hmm. You'll never convince me otherwise. <laughs> and and it's this is not opinion. If you like him, I think you're an idiot. That it's as simple as that, right? I mean, like that hold being on. Said, you, you could look at like you could look at a Jackson Pollock painting and say, I like that. Yeah, but there's nothing intentional about it though. There's nothing if you're right, looking at no, a Jackson Pollock and saying, Oh, I can see yeah, this in no this deep, one section. No, yeah, there's no, no deep meaning to it. You cannot like, con- no, you, this you like, cannot control how the paint lands. Right. That's not control. Right. However, an abstract art like Salvador Dali, for example, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's more like surrealist art. It's still abstract, though. That's... It's still abstract. It's surreal. It's surreal, yes, but it's still abstract. He was like a actually like talented artist, though. But that's what I'm saying. That's a guy that understood what abstract meant. Like there's there's intent behind it. Like everything that he did, it was intentional, mm-hmm. right? That's what I'm saying. Like that's the difference. There are people that 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 know their craft like through and through. Like this mm-hmm. Kyle, uh, the director, Kyle, Kyle Edward Ball, Kyle Edward Ball. If you're gonna, if if you were to tell me that this guy is new to horror and he just had this crazy idea, I would never believe you. Mm-hmm. Like this guy knows what is. This guy knows nightmares. Like he know. Like this was a very intentionally crafted movie. Like very intentionally. Do you know his movie. history with that? I at don't. All? I don't. Okay. When you say that he knows nightmares, so he has a a YouTube channel called Bite Bite Size Nightmares. Okay. And that's literally what he did. He would uh, people in the comment sections would tell him their different nightmares that they had, and then he would make short films based off of those nightmares. So Skinnamarink is actually like. Uh, an amalgamation of all of the most common nightmare tropes that he would see in the comment sections. Okay. So this is basically just like, this is supposed to be like a super cut of nightmares. Like this is, it's supposed so to, it's very it's supposed well to, yeah. it's supposed to appeal to everyone because it's got every, it's got little aspects of all of the different types of nightmares that people have described to him. Sure. Uh, isolation, uh, abandonment, um, fear of the dark, fear of the unknown, um, you know, trauma, stuff like that. That's that's all present in this movie, sure. and, he, and everything he did was very intentional. The way that he set it up, and it was super effective. Yeah, so, I thought so. so yeah. Okay, so so you're proving my point. He knows what he's doing. It's, oh yeah, it's, yeah. Like, every piece of this movie was intentional, mm-hmm. whether you understand it all or not. It's all intentional. That. That to me is the sign of a genius at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Edward Ball, I'm going to call it right now. You're a genius of your craft. Whoa. Even if this is the only movie that you put out that anybody remembers, this movie like has a place now. Like it's well, and I think like I think it's like even if you didn't like the movie, I think it's worth recognizing that this is like a phenomenon because like. This is some next level shit. Well, this is some next level <laughs> shit because think about it, dude. Like this, uh, this movie was made for fifteen thousand dollars. 
Christ Almighty. Um, we had seventy thousand on Czar. Yeah. <laughs> This movie was made for fifteen thousand dollars. This movie was missing Johnny Gel though, and it just—oh, dude, Johnny Gel would have been a fucking star in this movie. This movie was made for fifteen thousand dollars, like, and and it's so experimental, yeah, that like, like I can't, like, it just like it came at the right time. Like, I don't, I can't see this movie ever at any other point in time, just like. It just like took the world by storm, sure, out of nowhere, sure. Like suddenly, it, and I will say this: like even though I, I, I hate, I hate the fact that a bunch of people pirated it and and stole it. it probably I, helped it, it. It did. Like it, it, it made the it intrigue. It made it yeah. viral. Like yeah. and I and I hate giving I hate giving credit to TikTok because I don't like TikTok. But like the like all of the people on TikTok who were talking about it and saying. They were do- they were all doing like the super clickbaity bullshit where it's sure. like this is is this the movie that broke my brain? Like okay, well I'm intrigued, but also go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> but this was like it 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 really helped the movie out. I, this, like what's the gross on this movie? It's it's like eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, so far or something. Oh like no, that? I, th- I thought it broke a million. Did it break I, a million? I'm, I'm pretty. I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure it's broken a million. But yeah. how insane! Oh yeah. Oh wow. Uh, one point nine million worldwide. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. dude, that's that's insane. Like that that's that doesn't this is happen. The equivalent of like the wretched hitting number one back when it was drive through driving. Well, yeah. Small independent films that are like now having like. This a weird voice in modern cinema. Well, and this is another thing I'll compare this to is Blair Witch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like Blair Witch was a micro budget movie that came out of nowhere, had viral marketing mm-hmm. back in the back in the nineties, which sure. was which was a, a much and they didn't even have TikTok. Yeah, I was gonna say like <laughs> viral marketing back then was a very different beast, but like this this kind of uh, benefited from the same sort of thing, sure. you know, like, and I've never, I, like, that's why I'm really excited about this movie. I never thought that I would see something like Blair Witch happen again. Sure. Well, like, here you are. Like, that happened, and I was like, holy shit. Like, even back then, I, well, probably back then, I don't, I don't think I really recognized the gravity of it quite as much, but, like, once I got into horror, and then looking back on Blair Witch, going... Wow, that movie was made for nothing, and it became a worldwide phenomenon, like just an absolute sensation. And and you know I and I done. and I thought to myself, like that's never gonna happen again. Like it because because we live in the era of big budget studio exec, uh, you know, like idea driven bullshit. Yeah. Like it's just never gonna happen yeah. again. And for a movie like Skin and Rink that was just the brainchild of one dude taking the ideas of a bunch of people who were willing to share their nightmares with him and turning it into this that has just absolutely blown up on the scene. Like, that's fucking awesome, dude. You know what they they should have done? I'm thinking about this right now. You could never do this with, like, kids and stuff. Shoot, like like, a quick cell phone video of somebody randomly coming across, like, this this child on the side of the road who was an absolute fucking mess with a razor blade sticking out of his eye. And he's like a bloody fucking mess. And they try to help him. <laughs> and he runs away 
like because he's scared and he runs away into the bush and like the viral video is somebody help me identify this child and then it blows up and then this movie comes out this movie comes out fuck dude dude. (laughs) (laughs) right okay so we've 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 talked about like the 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 real life like cultural part of this yeah like and what we've thought of it let's talk about the actual movie yeah okay what in, in your opinion what is the plot of this movie um, I have a lot of notes. I have a lot of notes on this. That is a that's a big question. I know. I have For a movie that doesn't have a lot of plot. That's a big question. <laughs> yeah, I have like. Grab you a brisket. Oh uh, yeah, if you will. You know me, who <laughs> well, both of us, we tend to overanalyze things. This movie, having I I watched it all the way through once, and then I went back and I watched certain parts of it again, and I'm still I'm still kind of formulating my thoughts on it. Okay. Um, so... Well, let me... You want me to start, then? Um, like... Yeah, sure, I have a pretty clear idea, I think, at least, of what it's about. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, first off, I think that it's definitely a demon possession movie. Okay. I I don't believe that it's a ghost movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I I think that there is... There's something very fucky going on in this house. Very much a la the story that led to the Amityville horror. Okay. Like, I like to think... Was it... I didn't look this up, and correct me if I'm wrong. Was it the DeVos family that lived there before the story of Amityville? Because they moved into the house that was already De, haunted. Uh, because DeFeo. Of DeFeo. Yeah. He's the one that shot the kids. Yeah. I'm watching this, and I'm thinking to myself, this is the kind of shit that DeFeo heard mm. that talked him into going to kill his family. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, So that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. This. There's a fucking demon in that house that gets into your fucking brain and it possesses you and causes like puts these ideas and these whispers into your head to tell you to do this shit. Right. Right. Um, I think I'm going to go from, from front to back here with some of my notes. Okay. I think this movie in, in essence is about a demon that takes over one person in the house and it slowly spreads to another person to another. It's like, it's like a virus that goes through the entire house. Okay. Um, that's that's formulation number one. Mm-hmm. The other one, which is a little bit more of a cop out kind of thing, mm-hmm. Kevin falls down the stairs at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Is this entire thing a coma dream? Yeah, that was one of my thoughts. That, uh, is this all in Kevin's head? And but the thing is that before, because he gets seemingly pushed down the stairs. Mm. Because he I was that that was part of my other thing. He, he didn't wa- fall. He that wakes motherfucker up, did not fall. Right. He wakes <laughs> up in the beginning of the movie and he's asking if he's talking to yeah. something. Yes. And he's saying, Do you want to play hide and seek? And he starts to count and then he suddenly falls down the stairs. Yeah. He was and pushed. Then he was pushed. He was down pushed. The but then it cuts to the dad was still there at that point. The dad was in the house. And you hear the dad call somebody. Mm-hmm. And to me, that sounds to me like the dad talking to the mom on the phone. So here's it, the thing about the mom. What, what he says is what he says is, so he's okay, but Kevin fell down the stairs and he hit his head. Uh and the doctor says he's gonna be okay, but they didn't have to use any stitch it and and they cut because the the editing in this movie is the way he says that the way he says that sounds like a dad who is he's calling to he's calling to give a mom an update and you know just trying to like smooth things over like 
okay, so here's the deal. Kevin fell down the stairs. He's okay. Yes. Um, which means that the mom's not in the house. So here's the thing. Which, which the, and, and, the, and they bring up the mom several times throughout the movie. The and mom's the, the most confusing person in the movie to the me. The kids don't really want to talk about the mom. Why? Well, that's the thing. So, Why? so I have, I have a few different thoughts. This is either like, like you said, like just a coma dream, right? Like the whole thing's taking place in inside of uh, Kevin's head because he fell down the stairs and he's in a coma now, sure. right? Um, that there's the demon possession angle, which I like that angle. Then there's the more allegorical angle, which is this is the story of like a broken home where the children are dealing with maybe divorce because when uh Kaylee goes up to the goes up to the bedroom mm-hmm. and she walks in and she sees her which oh god the bedroom scene was fucking chilling dude when she goes up to the bedroom and she walks in and she sees her dad sitting on the bed mm-hmm. and then he tells her to look under the bed and she gets up nothing under there and he says look again and she gets she looks and then what she that, gets up and the mom see under the bed is she there, doesn't see anything I under didn't the think bed so. but okay. then when she looks up the dad is gone and the mom is sitting on the side of the bed yes which by the way this is what like this this movie was like pure nightmare fuel for me because it it very much felt like uh, I'm a, I'm the type of person who I remember most of my dreams and my sure. nightmares this movie felt like one of my nightmares. Like I've told you on the show sure. before that like in my nightmares people tend to not face me. Yeah. So they're the back of their heads are always toward me and it makes me feel really uncomfortable in my nightmares. Um so when she looks up and her mom is sitting on the side of the bed, but then her mom starts to say the type of things that parents say to children before they break the news to them that they're getting a divorce. Cuz the mom says, "Kaylee, uh, we want you to know that your father and I both love you. And then you go, and, and then it cuts though to outside the door, and you hear bones breaking. Well, that's that's yeah. <laughs> then there's it's like right well, after she that. says she says Kaylee, I want you to know, and then you hear like a loud bang, and then it, it she looks away, and then she cuts back to the mom, and she says, I want you to know that your father and I both love you. That's the type of shit that parents always say right before it they, is but it is we're gonna be separating and we want you to know it's not your fault and blah 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 and then she she tells her to close her eyes she closes her eyes she opens them back up and then she so and then and this is where it gets confusing because then she looks kaylee looks over toward the closet and she hears her mom's voice from inside the closet saying there's somebody here See, this is also, though, where I go back to the demon possession part, mm-hmm. because it's like the mom could, I, th- I feel like the mom and dad know that something is going on that they can't control, and maybe in that moment, the mom's like, we both love you, mm-hmm. knowing that they're not in control. Yeah. But then the bones break, and Kaylee comes back downstairs. Yeah. So what the <clears throat> fuck happened? So the other thing, <laughs> like it, 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 it's so strange. The other thing that I thought about because it, it, so my the way my brain was fucking churning during this whole. Uh-huh. So there was the coma idea, there was the demon possession idea, there was the divorce idea. The other thing that I had in mind was, um, like a a, t- a family torn apart by maybe like uh, like drugs and abuse and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So the mom goes into the closet and 
what if what if she's the thing that's in the closet? Like you hear the bones breaking. What if that's not actually the bones breaking? Like what if that's her quote unquote transforming into this hideous thing that you know what I mean? I see what you're like, saying. I think I I think even for this movie that might be a bit far fetched. It might be. It might be. But that's just be. like I'm just laying out all the different things sure, that ran sure. through my head. Because there there definitely does seem to be like the idea behind the disappearing doors and windows of no way out of the broken home. Yeah. Definitely fits yeah. in into that. Um it also it also definitely and it also the phone call between the dad and the mom in the beginning too, like in a more sinister in a more sinister light kind of lends itself to the idea of abuse too. Like like think think about how many times you hear stories about a kid being taken to the hospital after they've been abused and the and and the person who takes them goes, Oh yeah, he fell down the stairs. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? Like what if this like what if this is a tale of abuse? And then the other, then the other thing that ran through my mind is, what if the kids are dead the whole time? I thought about that too. I really did. Um, there's a scene between the two of them that I thought was so fucking adorable, where one's just like, "I love you," and one's like, "I love you too." Oh like, God, it like was it was so, so adorable though. Yeah. But it shows though these two kids, like they're they're they're, they're survivors. Like mm-hmm. they have each as long as they're with each other, mm-hmm. they're good. It's not until they're separated. That should that ever really, really hit yeah. hits the fan, um, and that could play into a lot of the themes that you just brought up too. I I'm still I'm still going with like I feel like a lot of horror movies kind of like going to college, right? You have your major and then you have like your minor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I feel like the major of this movie is definitely still demon possession, but I feel like the minor could definitely be one of those themes. I I completely agree with you on that. I feel like um I feel like the the ideas especially in a metaphorical way the ideas of uh a broken home or abuse and demon possession go so hand in hand they do that you really could like interchange them and by the end of the movie too like the footage literally is upside down yeah it's like these kids lives are turned our world is turned upside down yeah um and it goes and it starts slow with like a chair on the ceiling and right. then you have a, a doll that's hanging from the ceiling. Like she's at one point in time, the the toilet disappears, which that was weird. And they go upstairs to use a different bathroom. Yeah. And like, she's got a flashlight and she's looking up the wall, but the wall is super fucking tall. And by the time she gets to the ceiling, there's just dolls hanging from the ceiling. And then there's that wood panel, um, the wood paneling that's behind the TV that starts all their toys start mm, just kind mm-hmm. of being attached to the wall. Yeah. And am I crazy into thinking that, that wall occasionally when it would pan up on it, it looked like it was breathing? Dude, that's like so like it did, so, right? <laughs> so much of this movie so much of this movie I spent like thinking that things were moving that weren't yeah. maybe weren't actually moving. I've no or they would just do a thing like where the the brightness of the screen would just adjust in the shadows just a tiny bit every once in a while and you would be like there's a fu- there's a face right there. You know there. what it reminded me of? And I, I know I have a lot of different ways of describing this movie. I'm mm-hmm. going to add another one to it. Mm-hmm. Remember that story I told you about how when I did the separ- um, the sensory deprivation tank? Yeah, yeah. This movie made me feel like that. That's I was going to ask you about that. I'm because- not kidding you because you're watching the these 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 uh the shots of this movie that are so dark right and it's the, and there's static shots but then you have all this other 
static and stuff going on. I don't know about you. If I'm in a completely it, pitch black room and my eyes are open, yeah. I see static. Oh yeah. That's what it it's felt like. like. You see, yeah, you see like the floaters and the and, and shit in your well, eyes. Just, and it's I like, literally just see when I was a kid, I used to think I could see air. <laughs> yeah. I still think there's something to it. Like even even now though, ooh, Jesus. Even now, look into the corner of a room. Any corner, doesn't matter what corner. Stare at it, right? And then look and then try to use your peripherals. You can see static. Yeah, there's. I don't know if it, I. I don't know if I'm calling. Call it I'm calling like, it static because yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what else. But there's there's definitely like your eyes in a, in a darkly lit room like this. It's like your it's like your 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 eyes are fighting to get light into yeah. them, and and you can see there's like a texture over everything. Yeah, yeah. That's what this movie felt like. Yeah. And so, yeah, you do eventually start seeing things moving. And that's why I thought maybe there's filters on it or something going on. Because mm-hmm. it literally did. There's there's times where it'd be completely pitch black on the left side of the screen. Swear to God, it looked like there was like a figure doing something. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, chills l- thinking it, it, about like, it. like, literally, like, like moving into the frame and like standing it's there terrifying. menacingly. And I'm like, and, and like, I, I would love. Did they actually have something there, like doing something? Like I have no idea. Because there were some shots where it it looked like there was no doubt that something moved into the shot. Well, or or was it literally just our brains doing what our brains like to do, which is if well, it, it if it doesn't the, have enough information, it likes to fill in that information. You know what I mean? Maybe we're making this up. At the very end of the movie, the very last shot you see, there's a very pale, very oh well, that was faint face. That was there, yeah. Right? Is that the Skinnamarink. I like to think that's what that is. Like that's the demon. So like that's the face of the demon that's been there the entire time. That's how I'm looking at it. Yeah. So I thought that, or like, um, yes, I'm calling it the Skinnamarink. The Skinnamarink. <laughs> um, it was that was the that was like the face of the demon, or what was that? What was my train of thought earlier? I can't remember. It was like. Because there was there was like some really weird there was some weird shit that happened toward the end like the violence with the uh, uh, like the the blood spraying in the hallway and stuff like that that was yeah that and was time being on a loop like there was because that played th- over and over again with like the cartoon well the cart the cartoon so okay so <laughs> geez there's so much dude <laughs> so like that's that's part of what made me think that it was a demon because it was like. The kids were obviously sleeping. They were asleep. Yeah. And there was a cartoon playing, and it was almost like the demon. You were seeing the TV from the demon's point of view, and it was sort of. And it was learning how to manipulate time in a way, like it was, it was testing out what it could do, and it was like, and that's when it started uh, making the the cartoon repeat that mm-hmm. same part over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it was right after that that like shit really started to get weird. Yeah. Well, do you Um, think the cartoons were, 
were were intentional? Like, do you think that that like the what you were watching on TV, what the kids were watching on the cartoons, were reflecting things in the story? I have. I did see some some correlations. I haven't figured out why yet, but I I can't imagine that they well, weren't. They go they go to the the old old mother Hubbard cupboards and yada yada right, and then yeah. it, and then it goes to them rooting through cupboards in the kitchen. Uh-huh. Right there's that part. the The whole thing about the rabbit making itself disappear. Things in the house were disappearing. That they like, like and also every, time started to loop. A and little, sta- time yeah. started to loop as the as the the cartoon started to loop. Right. The TV kept turning itself on at random times while the kids were sleeping. This and that. It's almost like the the, the cartoons were like a representation of of the demon almost mm-hmm. in a you know in a creepy weird kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly how that works, but I feel like there's definitely a connection there. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It was just it was weird. And I, I feel like the the cartoons were very too intentional to not be specific. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. Like I said, I I haven't uh I haven't figured out exactly why like all of the things that you just said were I think were spot on. Yeah. But I feel like there's even deeper <laughs> deeper meaning to all of it. I it's it's funny like this movie did such a good job of what it wanted to do because everybody's talking like this about it. Like, everybody's overanalyzing it. Sure. <laughs> like, what if it's just fucking straightforward stationary shots and... It's some, just nonsense. Some it's creepy shit. It's literally shit. just nonsense. Yeah. But I I like to think that's not true. I don't know. This I, just seems... I, I have to believe it's not true, otherwise I'll feel real silly. I Just, like, <laughs> given Kyle Edward Ball's... Uh, History with like bringing people's bringing. It's not like you're saying I'm giving Kyle Edward balls. <laughs> giving Keb's uh, history with bringing people's nightmares to life through his short films. I I can't I can't imagine he would just like randomly oh throw a bunch of shit on screen. You, you know, know what, what I mean? Like, like he like I think that he I think he crafted this in a very specific way to have a specific feel on it. What? You know what this feels like? What? This feels like the film equivalent of going to one of those fucking AI generators and just putting in the most common types of things from nightmares. And this is what the AI spit out. That's what this feels like. Except it's a human. I know. Which is crazy. Is it? Oh, dude. (laughs) Oh, what if we found out that he was actually an? Oh, what if we found out he was AI? <laughs> We're cracking the code. How fucked would that be? All right, there's there's a couple of things though that I want to go through because I made notes of them and I just, okay. I want to get your feeling on sure, stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, what was your feeling on the faceless girl? On Kaylee with all of her facial features gone in the basement. Um. So that. What did I? I forgot to write this down earlier. But I fucking like, jumped. Like that oh, was. Oh, like that, as far that was as like one of my, a couple of times in the movie where I fucking like go. Oh, like, as far as my fucking my reaction to it, yeah, it scared the shit out yeah, of me. Yeah. Um. That and like it. It to the, me the really high pitched screeches that would happen in the movie fucking scared the yeah, shit. Yeah. See, out of like me. there were people complaining about jump scares in this movie, and I was scare. like, and I was like, you don't know the difference, people. I was like, well, I mean, they were they were sort of, but like. That like it, like you don't you don't com- like there's there's jump scares in pretty much every horror movie right yeah most of them are incredibly cheap 
These were not these cheap. Were not cheap. These were not cheap no. jump scares. They're calculated. Like, you because they were edited that way. They were like, calculated, and you like you as the viewer had to work for them. Yes. This is a long movie. Yes. It's an hour and forty minutes long. Maybe a little too long, in my opinion. Picture yourself watching a flip book for an hour and forty minutes. That's what this movie feels like. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. That's what it feels like. I, There's movement, even though it's all static. Right. And yeah. That's it. Right. I would, I would say, I would say the movie was a little too. Let me like they probably could have done like an hour twenty. I felt like right? the end had like six different endings. Like it could have ended at any like yeah. any point in time in like the last the last half an hour. It could yeah. have ended, but whatever. Um, yeah, I just uh, shit. I lost my train Sorry. of thought. We're talking uh, about the girl in the face. Oh, the yeah, the face is um, cool. Yeah, that that scared me, but it also like, oh, I was I was trying to think about what what my actual thought was during that, because I feel like there was meaning to her like losing her, because the demon says or whatever it is, it says she she didn't do she, what she kept was asking told. for her mom and dad, and so I took I, her so mouth I took away. her mouth right, yeah. and that I guess like that kind of that to me like lent itself to the idea of. Um, maybe like, no, I just lost it. I lost it. And I didn't write this one down earlier. I had so many different. Well, this could go back to your whole broken home angle too, where if the parents were telling her that they were getting a divorce and she said, no, I want both be quiet, right? Like this, this doesn't pertain to you. Kind of thing. Maybe you could, you could look at it in that perspective. You could, um, you could also look at it as in. It's if it, if it is a demon possession, if that's the, if that's the major, right? It's like we told her to look. We told her to close her eyes when she was up in the room, mm-hmm. and she didn't. She opened her eyes. Yeah. So we took her face. Right. I mean, it, it, yeah. it could be anything like that. They don't explain a goddamn thing in this movie, <laughs> so it's it's all conjecture. It's all right. whatever you're gonna get out of it. Yeah, I had I those had are the an, two things that I got. I had another thought and I can't remember it, but I'll fucking I'll add it on next week if I really how, need to. But how much did you wince at the scene where it's all quiet? Well, the whole movie's quiet, but it's all quiet, and then all of a sudden it's put the knife in your eye. Oh God, dude! Like as a, as, I feel like as a parent, dude. I have that like did stuff that did something to I you. I have. Let me see. Uh, da, 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 the sound of Kevin crying after he puts his the knife in his Sobbing, eye. Yeah. just fucking broke my heart. Dude. Yeah, like yeah, uh, crazy. Well, that's, and, that and, to and, me, and that idea... was the turning point of the movie. Like oh, that for was sure. that was the point of the movie where I was like, wow, they just they just went into like they went into like dark really really confounding horror to like fucked up without ever seeing anything which like, is crazy it's like a, it's a we, weird league like, of we, its own we watch the gnarliest shit on this show like i mean we've watched <laughs> we've we've watched like terrible terrible stuff happen to children in horror movies on this on this show yeah. and that was like that was one of the most that had a pretty big effect on me yeah. like because these just kids like didn't hearing deserve this, it. They were sweet kids. Right. They were sweet kids. And like, and he was just trying to, like, this kid was scared. And he was just trying to play with his Legos. And you hear this thing say, I want to play. Yeah. And he ignores it. Like, you hear, 
That's the weird thing about this movie is you never actually see any of the actions that the kids are taking, really. Like, you just hear him clicking his Legos together. Uh Uh-huh. And you hear this thing say, I want to play. And you hear him stop clicking his Legos together for a second to listen because he gets kind of startled by it. And this is after he just saw his sister with no mouth and no eyes. So he's just trying trying to immerse himself in, like, childhood... Yep things to just like take his mind off of the fact that he's living a nightmare right now sure and then the thing gets kind of angry at him after he ignores it and he says i want to play is and then the jigsaw and then the and then the 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 drawer slides open in the kitchen and the kid walks over and and grabs a knife again you don't really see any of this happen but it's all implied he Mm -hmm. grabs a knife and then you just hear the thing say put the knife in your eye and it sounds like his mom's voice. Well, it's an exacto. It, it's a. It's one of those. It's a, he doesn't grab a knife. It's an exacto knife. How do you know? You that? can hear the clicks. It's the click, 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 oh. click, 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 click. And this is one of the things that I picked up on when I was watching with subtitles because it gives you that audio cue. Yeah. And it literally says an exacto knife oh, or a, or a, or a work blade is opening because yeah. it goes. Kick, 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 kick. Ooh, and then it pauses and it goes. God, yeah, dude. it's a razor blade. Like it's a fucking razor knife. And then you see the kid like it doesn't it's not graphic. It's really not graphic. You just see a split second of the kid kind of like bringing his his hand toward his face. Yeah. But then it cuts to three like three or four different static shots of the house. Of no sound either. Uh, well, the sound like there's no sound except for you hear the kid screaming and crying. The, no, the kid screaming and crying came after. There's there's a point there's a point between him telling him to stab himself in the eye and the screaming. There's there's a couple of shots, like, like maybe five seconds, five or so seconds worth of time yeah. where there's nothing. And so it's like, it's like, put the knife in your eye. And then you hear that. Ah! Yeah. Like, and, and, but, but it's not like he's just starting to cry. It picks up in the middle of him crying. Right. Like it's, 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 yeah, it's very jarring. It's very jarring. Yeah. Um, that, oh, by God, the way, dude. is exactly like the voice they used for the demon is exactly how I would imagine a demon in a house would sound. Like Absolutely, that might be dude. the best example Absolutely. I've ever heard of a demon sounding in a movie. It was at times it sounded like whatever their mom might might have sounded like. At times it sounded like, uh, yeah, like a like a man's voice, just like whispering, almost like in a the the almost in a almost in a like uh like a. It, it, very non-threatening in a way, you know, mm-hmm. which is the scariest shit ever because the demon would want to come across as non-threatening, right? The scariest thing the demon did is Kevin asked at one point, he goes, how did you do that? And the demon goes, I can do anything. Yeah. That, I don't know why that gave me the fucking <laughs> goose pimples so much, but it yeah. fucking did. Like uh-huh. I was, oh, like, oh, yeah, it got me just now, just thinking about it. Fuck, it got dude. me. Um, Okay, uh, my next note here, because I want to just know how you felt about these things. 572 days. Okay. What does that mean to you? So I saw that, and I immediately went to Google, because I was like, 572 has to mean something, right? So I just typed in the number, like, 572 significance, and it popped up the angel, the angel number. There's so many angel numbers, though. I don't, I don't buy those. That's all I could get out of it? Yeah. What did you find? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't look it up. I didn't do anything. The one thing that I was trying to do is that the text... Don't ask me why I noticed this, but the text on five... 
on 572 when it was pop. So, so this movie did a weird thing where every now and then, if the speech was super muffled, but it was speech that progressed the story, mm-hmm. they put their own subtitles up, right? So this movie was partially subtitled on its own. Right. And for whatever reason, when the caption of 572 days pops up on the screen, when it goes away, it doesn't just disappear. It falls off the screen. Like, it, it, like it, it's like it, it's like there's a pivot point on the bottom of the letters and it falls forward. Yeah. And it looks as though it says something different or makes a different something. And I tried to pause it right it's, on it. It's I like couldn't in the, for the life of me get it. It's like in the trailer when you watch the trailer for Skinnamarink. It says in, in the original trailer, it said coming out uh, summer 1972. And then it fell away and it was 2022. And Something then, like that. And then yeah. they updated it when, the, when it was coming out actually 2023. It said coming out 1973. And then it fell away. Yeah. Which is weird though because it didn't take place in the 70s. It took place in the 90s. Oh, did it? 1995. It took place in 1995. Weird, yeah. So why, why in the trailer did it say coming out in theaters 1973? Maybe that's a time, maybe the the time loop thing. Something. Who knows? Ah, who knows? Something weird. There's um, some fucking. There's some deep shit going you, on, and I want to know what it is. The last thing that really got to me. There's a couple of things that really got to me. At the very end, it showed a bunch of random pictures of kids. I'm assuming it's them, but they're all missing their heads. They're all missing their faces. Yeah. Not even their faces; their whole heads are gone. Well, yeah. In some parts. Yeah. Um, we already talked about well, the this, face. Well, this this is also this is also after though, they show one more shot of the mother, which, dude, the mother was the scariest fucking character was in this, this movie. Was this the person that was sitting on the ground facing the wall? So the mother. I thought that was Kaylee. The mother was on the bed facing away from Kaylee. Yeah. And then there was another shot where. It was after this, I, I think it was after the kid stabbed himself in the eye, mm-hmm. there was somebody who walked into the room and sat f- like real close to the TV with their back to the camera. Sure. That was the mother again. With the long hair? Yeah. Are you sure that was the mother? I thought that was Kaylee. I thought it was the mother. I thought it was Kaylee. I mean, Kaylee was gone at that point, basically. That's what. That's what was so confusing. The mother was also gone at that point, so... Well, why she you, the, why she though? She what, disappeared into the closet. What but makes what, you think that it was her over anybody else? Because uh, at the end of the movie, it didn't com- look. She didn't look like an older person. I didn't. I think mean, you least. only you only saw the back of her. Sure, head, so I know young like, hair though. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me rephrase. I know older hair. <laughs> No, I no, just, like it just it just looked like a younger person. Well, and then I guess also going back to I I did watch the short film that was like the proof of concept for this movie okay. right before you got here. Okay. I finished like five minutes before you got here, and there was a shot of the mother with her face up against the TV. Okay, which I would encourage people to go watch um, the short film too. It's called Heck. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, so so this brings me then back to my last thing that I wanted to mention. The, it's the scene where who I assumed was Kaylee sitting in the bedroom, her face is against the wall. Oh, that. Oh, static, that's what I was getting to. No, shot, that to but, me was the mother. You think so? And yeah. she disappears. It was the mother right? disappearing. Yeah. 
ever so slowly, which yeah. is really fucking it was creepy. Very fucked. I yeah. had to rewind it once. I'm like, did she just? Or she? Why it's, does it look like there's a lamp there now? What the fuck what, is going it, on? It was <laughs> fucking crazy, dude. Like you're watching it, and it's almost like. It's almost the reverse of when you're when you're looking at one of those three like those uh, magic eye images. Mm-hmm. You know how when you're looking at a magic eye image and you look at it for a few seconds and then all of a sudden everything comes into focus and you can suddenly see the schooner. Yeah, you know, it's not a schooner. <laughs> you dumb bastard! <laughs> it's a sailboat. Um, a schooner in the sailboat. That, yeah, no, it was I, almost yeah. it was almost the opposite of that. Like it cuts to this shot of what I assumed was the mother, sure, sitting on the bed, and you she like she fades out of existence before your eyes, and you think to yourself like was she even there? Like mm-hmm. it's it's almost like 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 it happens so slowly and so subtly that you're like. I don't even. I don't. I'm not even sure she was there at the beginning of the shot. Yeah, it's fucking. Yeah, it's no, crazy. It's exactly dude. why I had to rewind it and make sure that she was, and she absolutely was. Damn. So that like that's another thing too. It's like 570. So was was the dollhouse they show on the pile of like Legos and all that stuff mm-hmm. in that weird angle? Mm-hmm. Is that supposed to be that house? Maybe. Like, is that house folding in on itself? Like. Here's 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 another idea that I had. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring this up earlier because I, I I think that I forgot about it. But is everybody dead? Is this purgatory? Hmm. Well, going back to like I just said, I watched the short film for Heck, which inspired this movie. It was a proof of concept, and the the what I got from the movie from the short film Heck, yeah, was that the son wakes up. And same same kind of deal is looking for his mom in this house and can't find her. And like 380 days goes by where he's in this house by himself. And he finally comes across his mom and her mouth is gone. She can't call out to her son. Uh, and then there's some other shit that goes down, which I told you. I was like, I almost got emotional during one part <laughs> of it. Um but essentially, at the end of the movie, is you you find out that they're in hell together. Interesting. But hell is their house. Like they're basically doomed to doomed to spend eternity within the walls of this house. Sure. You know, and that's their own personal hell. Which, based on some of the information that you're you're given in the short film, might have been their hell. You know. Could have been. Like that might have been just like because of maybe the ways, maybe the way that they spent their last days together in that house, it might have been their idea of just like the worst place to be. Sure. Um, yeah, so, I don't, it could, that, that's the thing about this movie. There's, there's no, there's no way that you can possibly point in any one direction with any kind of confidence yeah that that's what this is about and it's kind of the and genius of the movie kyle edward ball says that he actually has a full workup of this movie okay. with a full narrative he knows exactly what's happening in the house he knows exactly whatever every character okay. means he knows he knows precisely what everything means from front to back but he won't ever tell anybody well, so part that's not entirely true. So now that we're at the end of this, there's one thing that I do want to tell you that I did know. 
when I got done watching it the first time, I I did want I did want to watch an interview with the director, right? Mm-hmm. Just to see what he would talk about it, see if there's anything they could gain. I wasn't necessarily looking for spoilers or anything like that, but just sure. you know, tidbits for the show. Sure. I ended up watching the beginning of an interview uh, for a, for like a video podcast with sort of a blog or vlog, or whatever, with uh, the dad and the son who mm-hmm. starred in the movie. Yeah. Who are the dad and the son. And he says right at the very beginning, you know, not to give anything away, but blah, blah. He does talk about how, you know, he didn't know what to expect while making the movie. He didn't understand it even the first time he watched the movie at home. It wasn't until he was in a theater that he really fully got everything. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that he did know when he showed up on set is that the first time that you see his character on screen, he is possessed. Oh. So the whole possession angle okay. is is definitely an intentional thing. Okay. Like I said, that could be the major, and there could still be a minor. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I but, guess, but the but the major of it being possession, according to the actor in the film, that's legit. So he like I I take that and I believe it. I do believe that. Sure. And I I I'll run with that. But also like to me, I also kind of I still like to think about it in sort of an allegorical way, like mm-hmm. possession possession and addiction are not too far off. Well, the way that he was talking about it, I don't think that it was described to him as anything other than demon possession. Sure. It's pretty straightforward. The way that he was describing it was pretty straightforward. But I mean, but think about it literally. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Like possession. It's it's something it's something taking control of your your which, physical body so and that's what something makes me that, think and, and your mind like something that's t- like overtaking you to the point where you're no longer recognizable and that's what makes me think sort of and i didn't want to bring this up until we until i mentioned that did the father kick the son down the stairs intentionally Ugh. and then and then and then like like shake off the possession and go oh fuck runs out the door slams the door car leaves brings him to the hospital and then has to call his wife and because he knows what he did he goes uh he fell down the stairs his sister said he was sleepwalking yeah. that never comes up anywhere else yeah. you know like is that is that possible is and then the mother later on she's like you know we love you that's her breaking out of whatever she was under at that time mm-hmm. you know, like maybe they go in and out the parents yeah like who know right? who I I, I don't like, know. It it, it I would makes love me... I would love for I would love for Mr. Balls to be like <laughs> uh to like listen to this and and just be like you got this right, you got this wrong, you got this right, <laughs> this right, this right. Because I feel like we're touching on there we gotta at least be like 35% right, right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. we gotta be. Yeah. That's why um, I just I fucking like dude. This might be the biggest like, deep dive we've done on a movie in a long. It's been time. A, it's been a long fuck. We're two and a half hours yeah, in, and yeah. we still have to add the. We still. Well, that's to, that's already at the beginning. No, I know, but like it's, this is gonna be a three peek hour episode. The, peek behind the curtain. We did the ending first. <laughs> eh, what do you want? <laughs> this is gonna be a three hour episode, but like, dude, like I just, I can't. Like this is one of those ones where I'm just like, I, you know what? I get it if you, I get it if you, if this wasn't your thing. Because visually, it might be hard to get past, you know, just the, the yeah. visuals of yeah. it all. But, like, there's 
there's so much material to like dig into. Sure. That like I don't know. It's like, just like I'm, I'll leave it. I'll leave it with this. I'll leave it with this. This is a movie where if you get it, you get it, and if you don't, you don't. I don't like to it's say okay. It's okay to not be either one of those things. I don't like to say if it that way though. If you find yourself in that camp, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just shut up. Let people enjoy stuff. Well. I'm on on the same, but I'll say on the uh, in the same vein. Let people not enjoy stuff. That too. If you didn't like this movie, that's totally fine. I will. I'll, I'll gladly. The reaction should be the same. Did you like it? Yeah. Cool. Did you not like it? No. Cool. If you didn't like the movie, here's the thing. Like, if you didn't like the movie, I respect your opinion. I will gladly discuss and d- defend my opinion. And I will gladly discuss and 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 kind of go after you, <laughs> even if I respect your opinion. I uh, I don't know. I just I think I I don't I don't like doing the whole thing. I don't like saying like, oh, you just didn't get it. No, right? Sure. Because it's not like for some people. For some people, like. Like digging into movies this much is not their thing. Sure, which is totally fine. So this movie's not made for them. Yeah, therefore they just didn't get it. That's fine. That's fine. It's not that they didn't get. No, it is. What do you mean? I don't know. I just like they didn't get it. I just feel like it's. I feel like it's kind of dick to say like, oh, you didn't get it. It's like a joke. Movies are like jokes. If you get the punchline, you get it. If you don't, you don't. That's fair. No, I'm serious. It is. So, like, what do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean? It's not acceptable if people just don't get it. Yes, it is. No, like, what are you talking about? No, I just, I don't know. Like, there's, there's like a, there's like a, there is a thing where like, where like, when, whenever somebody doesn't like a horror film, there's like a wave of people saying like, oh, you just didn't get it. And that's kind of pretentious. Well, well, there's, there's, and I don't want to be like a pretentious asshole no, no, about it. No, there's, there's a pretentious way of of saying that, and a non-pretentious way of saying that. <laughs> Wh- whatever, it is what it is. Uh, that's uh, either way. Like, watch Skin and Rink. It's, it's on. An, it's we on. Loved it. It's on Shutter. Uh, I'm gonna. If this one comes out on DVD, I'm gonna buy it. I will buy it, provided. Well, I'll buy it if it comes out on Blu-ray. Um, not DVD. I don't know if it'll get a blue. I don't know <laughs> if it'll get a Blu-ray release. Dude, Blu-ray or DVD's dead. Um, I will buy. I will buy it, provided that there's a commentary, because I would kill for a commentary oh, dude, on this. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Would love that. Yeah. And I'd think like I would. I would have to imagine with a first-time filmmaker. Why would Hopefully. you? Why would you not want to do? Hopefully, especially with a movie that's been such a fucking hit like this. Mm-hmm. Do a commentary, even if you're not giving away all the secrets. I just want to hear some of the stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just no, some that's of the, exactly just it. some of the, the the little tidbits. That's exactly it. Um, yeah, fuck. Watch this movie. Let us know what you thought because I I could talk about this one for probably another three hours. Agreed. If you want to talk about it about this movie for another three hours, hit us up on social media. Tell us what you think, baby. Yeah. Um, we uh we would love the Discord. Oh, the Discord. The Discord. We should start a Discord. Nah, we shouldn't. It'll literally, it'll literally be, it'll literally be the two of us, maybe Josh Entner, and that's it. No, it would just be Josh because neither one of us would ever (laughs) go on there. (laughs) It'd just be him talking to himself. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Um, Boy. Anyway, though. All right, uh, James. 
I we've, we've I feel like we've been talking about this forever. We still have uh, another thing to get to, and that is uh, round <laughs> two, part two, round of two of the slayoffs. Yeah, baby. Let's get into Let's it. Get into it. All right, baby, it's round two, part two. Oh, my God. It's, it's time for fighting. Everybody yeah. Everybody was monster fighting. You know what? I, I know I, I, talk about, <laughs> I talk about the music every single time. Yeah. It's, the, it's, it's not so much the, I mean, it is the clean guitar. It's terrible. But it's when the rest of the band comes in, it's so underwhelming. There's like no, what? Christ Almighty, James! I just I I I have to critique it every time. I'm sorry. That's right, my new that's thing. Fine. You also said you were going to make a new one, and you haven't done that yet. So I, I did. You cannot bitch. I did. I plan on unveiling it tonight. <laughs> oh, well then. Okay then. It's we'll just, see. It's just me singing. <laughs> <laughs> sounds terrible. Oh, uh, what do we got this week? All right. So picking up from uh, round one, part two. We are now on part two. Are you recording? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's on the other screen. Okay. Oh, I said here, James. <laughs> I was like, make... this doesn't look like there we're actually we... doing anything. There we go. Hey, hey. There it is. Yeah. Look, look at us. There we are. There we are. All right. So uh, we are moving on now to uh, round two, part two. Uh, from two Fight. weeks ago was uh, this bracket, the side of the bracket. So we got some new phases. All right. Uh, continuing on from her fight with the Kothaga last week, we have Cecily. Cecily. From Werewolves Within. Yeah. Going up against... Old Man Leatherface. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, huh, okay. I know what my gut's telling me. Yeah. My gut is telling me that if Leatherface can survive this long, a werewolf wouldn't really be that that, that big of a deal. He's, okay. he's, he's a hunter, right? Sure. Like, that's what he does. He's, he's like, a, he's a protector more than a hunter. Sure, but he, but he, He's a butcher. Or he's sure, a whatever. Sure. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. know. I feel like hunting goes along goes yeah. right along with that. Okay. Um, I feel like he is brutal enough in his brute strength and craziness to just be able to fight a werewolf. Like I, I can I can picture Leatherface just going into the woods and fighting a regular wolf. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> like I like I, that doesn't seem far fetched to me for whatever reason. Right. And Cecily, even though she's smart, she's. Is she any smarter? Like, is her human side any smarter than any of the other people that Leatherface has gone up against in the past? Well, I would say, yeah, probably because heightened senses and all that. Height, well, heightened senses, and also because you know when you're talking about slasher fodder, most of those people are idiots, mm. which is why they get themselves in situations that That's leads them true. into such peril. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't think I, I've never really thought of uh, Leatherface as like a very cunning or smart killer. Like he he just he knows he know. Well, here here's He's not here. This is important. He knows his stomping grounds, mm, which is true. what we need to do. We need to figure out home turf. That's true. So heads uh, is would uh, be Leatherface. the Leatherface, yep. and this is new Leatherface, so it would be the the little town. Yep. Yep. Um, and then tails will be Cecily in the cabin. Right. Yep. Okay. okay. Uh, it is. Oh shit! Lost it. Cecily has home. Ad- home Cecily turf has advantage. home turf. Okay. 
And so I think that, and if you think too, like, he's he's always taken out by a final girl, typically, right? Almost always. Yeah. And Cecily not only has the qualities of a final he's not, girl. He's not ever taken out, though. Is he like, he's never actually killed. He's alive at all the rest of them. They just get away. That's the thing. Yeah, so that's this is true. A, so this is a fight to the death, and you can't just run away. Well, didn't he die in this one? I don't remember. Oh, no, he didn't. Because the girl had the self-driving car, and she got her head chopped off. That was hilarious. Yep. yep. Um, okay. So he's, he's, so a final girl gets away from him, but he's not necessarily ever taken out by a final girl. Exactly. Um, so, and Cecily is not a final girl. Cecily has the qualities of a final girl at first in the movie. Sure. Uh, but then turn. So not only does she have the qualities of a final girl, but she also has the qualities of a villain, a werewolf, the killer. Ooh, but as a wolf, it does the old trick work where if you throw a stake, the wolf will go after it and get distracted. I mean, he is a butcher. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> could he, could yeah. he just throw like a piece of meat and distract her and then just off of their head? Possibly. I, I kind of, it's, it's a cheap way to go, but I kind of feel like that would work. Well, and if you think, too, about, like, so going back to the idea of a hunter, Cecily, you brought up, she's pretty obviously afraid of the hunter in in Werewolves Within. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like, she wants nothing to do with him. You're right. And that's because she knows that... She's cunning around people that can be tricked, and I don't think that Leatherface is one... He's not stupid. He, But he acts on, like, pure instinct. Yeah. And if you're acting on pure instinct, so you do, would... So do wolves. So that's kind of equal. Yeah, that's true. I think Leatherface has it. I really do. <laughs> Excuse me. I just, I just inhaled some spit. Well, um, while you're dying, I think the, that I think difference. that he has, and he he has his weapons too, his weaponry, which I think, you know, I mean, ultimate she le- ultimately she gets taken out by what a bow and arrow. Uh, yeah, it is in a the bow movie. Arrow. Yeah, would all, it be, all, were, were they silver arrows? Yeah, but? yeah. Okay, and all he has to do is literally spin in a circle with his chainsaw get her when she jumps at him that's true but he would need to he would need to remove her head or he would need to time killer style he would need to get her with (laughs) get her with um or you would need to get her with silver yeah and i'm guessing he doesn't have a lot of silver on hand no but off the head though i mean off with the head you can kill werewolf i cut its head off i think right yeah i'm leaning toward leatherface on this one and unlike unlike old man michael myers from two year two weeks ago who he didn't have anything left in the tank. I feel like old man Leatherface still had some left in the tank. He was still pretty spry. Yeah. Yeah. He was running and shit. Yeah. Like he was oh, yeah. Off. He made he it was... he made it from one end of that alley to yeah. the end of another alley in like tw- like twelve seconds. Yep. Yeah, he was still pretty good. All right. Old man Leatherface then. Yep. I feel moving with that. Moving on. All right. Uh fight number two. Um <laughs> the Velocipaster yes. moves on from his original fight with the mother. Now, I have a question for you. Do dinosaurs dream? Because this is the Velocipaster versus Freddy Krueger. <laughs> um, yes. Well, he's a human, first and foremost. Well, yes. Right? Human Velocipaster or Velociraptor hybrid. Oh, boy. Home for home turf advantage. Home this this okay. one's going to be huge. Oh, all right. Uh, yes. Freddy Krueger would be obviously in like the dreamy... Dream uh, Dream world, uh, the dreamy dream world, and the Velocipaster, the church. Sure. Okay. So heads is Freddy Krueger. It's dream world. Ooh. I don't. Uh, 
Hmm, okay. Well, being that being that Freddy Krueger can literally turn into anything in the dream world, right? All he has to do is turn into Jeff Goldblum, and the Velociraptor has no has exactly. No the Velociraptor would orgasm to death. Exactly. Right. And <clears throat> if, if we're talking about this, like, but seriously though, if we're talking about this, um, <laughs> let's let's get serious. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Freddy Krueger though could literally just trap. Like, what's a Velociraptor has has fears as well. A Velocipastor definitely has fears. Oh, of course. You know, like like a like a like a Satanist T Rex. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's all Freddy Krueger's gotta do is just become whatever is whatever whatever makes a Velociraptor a its Satan prey. Worshipping T Rex. <laughs> uh, <laughs> S Rex. A what? S Rex. S Rex. Um, um I don't know. Like I, I feel like Yeah, I think I think had it been in the real world, the Velocipastor might have stood a chance. Sure. Sure. Uh, for sure. But in the dream world, I just, I mean, no, I don't think so. No, I think I don't think so. Because it's uh, like the only time Freddy's ever really been taken out in the dream world was when people had a working knowledge of how he operates plus time. You know what I mean? Sure. Like the time to make a plan. These were characters who were in more than one movie and were able to make a plan over the course of years or whatever it was mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. well a couple Veloc- of them at least what's that a couple of them yeah philosopher doesn't have that no now it would have been interesting though had they been in the real world you would have had the claws versus the claws that would have been uh that would have been an interesting fight the claws versus the claws well, yeah i'm claw- saying claws versus the teeth well philosopher have. Oh, i guess philosopher got that that big toenail yeah. that yeah. they rip people yeah. open with for people <laughs> as if they were around when people were around um yeah yeah in the in the real world it would be a i think it would be a pretty even match sure but it's not though not in the uh, but I, not in, dream no, world. in the real world i don't i really don't think it would be an even match like freddie's still pretty tough in the real world but he always gets taken out he does yeah you well they I mean? have to take him out of the a dream world to kill him right it's the only place yeah. that you can kill him. Yeah, so, so. I think Pastor has gone. Yep, I agree. Yep. All right, Freddy Krueger is moving on. All right, to the back half of round two, part two. Um, we have the nun moving on from her battle with the horseless headsman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, she is going up against a foe unlike anything she has ever seen. Oh, no. And that is Moose from the <laughs> Fanatic. <laughs> Dude. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so Moose from the Fanatic, played by John Travolta, if you haven't seen it. Yes. Um, um, oh my gosh. So let's I don't see. Even, I, I honestly don't even know where to start on this one. The what what attributes do we have for Moose here? He's uh, he's unrelenting. He's absolutely unrelenting. He doesn't know how to quit. Right. Um, I guess that's the same thing. Never takes no for an answer. You can same you can thing. shoot body parts <laughs> off of him, and he just keeps that's, ticking. That's true. That's true. And ultimately, I mean, he kind of ends up... You can't really reason with him. Right. Like, his his headspace where, you know, of his character, he doesn't reason with very much. Like, once he gets something in his head, like, that's all he's going to do. Yeah. Um, now, how does this help him against the nun, though? Who what, was, is, what was the nun's main uh, main attributes in terms of her, her fights? I mean, unspeakable satanic power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's do... Um, Let's yeah, flip right. Yep. Okay, so Moose, let's say his home turf would be um, L.A. or his his house with if, all the paraphernalia or uh, 
not paraphernalia. What the hell's the memorabilia? Memorabilia, yeah. Or would it? Or would it be uh, Devin Sawa's house? Oh yeah, that could work. I feel like that's, he that's spends where more most time. of his yeah. fighting takes place. So yeah, yeah we'll go with Devin Sawa's yeah. house um, versus I the forget his character's name versus the sanctuary. Sanctuary. Yep. All right. Uh, so heads is moose, tails is none. It's moose. Okay. All right. Okay. So they're not on sacred ground or anything. So the nun doesn't have that back in her. She's still pretty powerful. She's, she's in Moose's sanctuary, in she, fairness. Because Devin Sawa is kind of Moose's G, uh, Jesus. Yeah. So, so Sawa's really, like, house would be like hollow ground. Yeah, he really like derives all of his power from and this he, house. He does treat it as such, in fairness. Oh, yeah. So you're, you're kind of looking at who's... Who's like like relig like almost like the religious uh, uh, um, gumption, if you will, is stronger, right? Whose who's dogmatism? Yes, and dare I say, in those terms, I kind of feel like Moose has it. Now, in <laughs> you just want to see the nun get knocked out. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, there's that too. But what would what can what does the nun do? What did the nun do outside? In the in the Conjuring movies, what was her what was her uh, well? What'd she do? She. I'm having a hard time remembering here. So in the first Conjuring movie, nothing really, right? Well, she was there. What? Wait, in the or was no the second Conjuring movie? Well, she played a big role in the second Conjuring movie. She was in the first Conjuring movie, but they only saw she was at the end of the hallway. Yes, which was a very spooky visual. Yes. Um, in the second Conjuring movie, she basically she was the one behind the whole the whole shenanigans in that in that family's house and she did just by force of will almost make the was it the wife or oh it was uh she almost made uh vera formiga uh what the hell's her name warren uh Uh, uh, elaine lorraine 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 larry lynn ed and lorraine there we go (laughs) um she almost made her jump out the window and kill herself that's true. Just by like taking over her mind. Could you take over Moose's mind? I don't know. I don't know that you could. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think so because that's basic basically how Devin Sawa gets out of his predicament with Moose is by mm. playing head games with him. That is true. That is true. Hey buddy. <laughs> um I think that uh I think as much as we want to try and bend over backwards to get Moose out of this situation, I just don't see it happening. I just really want to see the next fight so badly. <laughs> so badly, depending on who wins. <laughs> I, I almost want to ask what it would be. Well, but... we, we don't know yet because we got oh, right to do it still. But if it goes the way I think it's going to go, yes. Um, um, yeah, I don't know, though. I just don't see I just don't see Moose, who is a mortal man. I feel like in order for the nun... To really affect you, though, you have to believe. Like, it's all about faith. She's religious-based. So if you don't have faith and you don't fear that, can she be effective against you? Well, I think that she could certainly make you believe by showing you, you know. Maybe. But again, Moose's brain doesn't, doesn't, like, fire off the same way that everybody else's does. He might not even... Well, one thing we're not even taking into consideration here is that Moose would, in order to defeat her, would need like a working knowledge of, you know, like demonic 
like how to how, like demonology and how to rid that's true rid a house of a demon that's true <laughs> which i'm assuming he doesn't know how to do <laughs> you know yeah fine i feel i feel like he would he would probably just be really hard to kill and she'd probably just get frustrated with him but would probably end up getting him in the end somehow some way and he's still just a human yeah I think the nun's got this one. Damn it. We spent, All right. a, lot, we spent a lot of time on that one. I, I, I don't want the nun yeah. <laughs> to win. I, I just don't. I really don't want her to go all the way. Because that almost happened. That Oh, it, that's that's what happened with uh, the, the, the demon from Paranormal Activity. Yeah. That's why I don't really like putting demonic things into the slayoffs. Yep. Because they have, I feel like they have an upper hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. Just by nature of what demons are, and they're they're sort of, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Like all all powerful, omnipotent, whatever. Omnipotent, from the mountain of omnipotence. <laughs> um, okay, so that's what they called me in high school. The mountain. The mountain of omnipotence. <laughs> I took that from wrestling. Um, is that okay. is that real? <laughs> yeah. What is uh, that? Edge Edge said it or something like that. He's like, come. He, he had this, this. He was a bad guy for a while. He was a heel, and he was like, he had some uh, faction called the Judgment Day, and they're like, we are coming from the mountains of omnipotence or something like that. <laughs> That's it's awesome. Whoever the fuck wrote it needs to be fired. <laughs> um, okay, our last uh, our last fight for today this week is <laughs> continuing on from two weeks ago with his their with their fight with old man Michael Myers. We have. The Mutant Cannibals. Oh, yeah. From Wrong Turn. Wrong Turn, yeah. Up against, this week, version one of The Predator from Prey. Oh, wow. I don't think that this is even a discussion. This is probably the easiest thing. The, I the think First Nations warrior that, that The Predator fought in Prey yeah. was far more advanced, even back then, than The Mutant Cannibals are in Wrong Turn. Uh yeah, she would have taken out all of the. I think she would have taken out all, all of the, the cannibals. Cannibals, yeah. from, But I, she also took out Predator, which means I'm just saying, you know. But still, but yeah, I feel like the Predator would watch the cannibals just run around and watch them, fascinated by how dumb they are for a while, and then when he sure. got bored of them, he would just laser them out of existence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's that's well, all that would happen. Yeah, and I mean, he can't. I like he can be hurt. But not by like they've never shown any sort of they they have skills in hunting down stupid teenagers. Sure. Right? Sure. This is this is a well equipped, well trained kill, killing machine yeah. from the beyond. Yeah. Like you can't the, yeah. you, there's no yeah. There's no way. Yeah. There's just no way. They're just they're just very primitive. I don't even think we need to do home turf. Doesn't I mean, matter. I, I will anyway. We'll do. We'll do. In fairness, they're all in the woods. Forest, but yeah, uh, hick for hick forest, predator forest. Yeah. Well, who wins? Predator forest. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're done. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, predator wins. Now you can see why I I wanted so badly to have moose versus the predator <laughs> because I feel like the predator would not have been able to figure out moose. <laughs> like I thought maybe he could just. Like just somehow like win his way into into the finals. <laughs> he would dazzle him with his dazzle him with his uh his collection of memorabilia. Who knows? Maybe he's got memorabilia from uh, a space fight spaceman fighting movie or something. From uh from Predator nineteen 
89 or whatever it was. Maybe. When did it come out? 89? Uh, The first Predator? Yeah. Was it the 80s? I think it was 89. I think it was. I think it was 89. I think think you're right. Anyway, Um, that's that's your slay-offs. Yeah. Your winners for this week, Old Man Leatherface, Freddy Krueger, which means we get an Old Man Leatherface versus Freddy Krueger uh, show-off next week, which is going to be exciting. Uh, The Nun overslaying Moose and the Predator going over the mutant cannibals. Nice. Predator came out in 1987, by the way, oh, okay. just to do that on the fly. Right. Little, uh, little, uh, it's so weird to think that that movie came out when we were only two years old. Is it, though? Sort of, yeah. Do you see how old Carl Weathers was already? Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, all right, yep. so that's the slay-offs, and... That is your epic. Episode? Epic code. Epic code. Epic code. Epic um. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, like you said, that was a slayoffs. Yeah. Hey, if you uh if you if you agree with our choices for the slayoffs, then you're a cool guy or gal. If not, uh, if you maybe disa- you're still a cool guy. Yeah, if you or dis- gal. if you disagree with us, gefilte fish. Um because <laughs> I haven't bust out the gefilte fish in a while. Because these are the slayoffs and we are the slayoff connoisseurs. Here's, here's and the thing. What? Here's the thing. What? We're not always correct on this. This yes, is all this we is are. all opinion based. Like this is just our bracket. Like that's the thing. Like we are not the ipso facto definitive you know hard, whatever. Hard disagree. <laughs> Hard disagree. I I want. I would love to know. That's why I posted the entire bracket on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and I'm due to post another one now that we're a couple more in. But um, like I want to. I want to know like what your bracket is. Like start with the beginnings. What is your bracket? Yeah. I'm very curious to see how this works out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you're if you feel inclined to do some some monster work, then uh, then do it. But also just know ahead of time if it differs from ours, you're wrong. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week, eh, Mikey? Hey, Jamesy. If you want to find us <laughs> before next week, uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter, the Buzzed Kill BC. And guess what? We're on all major streaming services. If you've made it this far, two hours and thirty minutes into the show, uh, probably more after we add an intro in, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, then clearly you like the show. So tell somebody about it. Like tell your lover. Like right as right as they're about to climax, the next oh, time dude. you're just fucking straight putting it in him or her. Yeah. Um. Just like keep a sharp on keep a sharpie on you and write it on the small of their back. Oh, dude! Well, they're never gonna see it though. That's pointless. It's for everybody. It else. might. It might. It's for everybody else on your stream. Those whores. Well, <laughs> I'm assuming most of the people who listen to us are on OnlyFans. <laughs> Tell your only OnlyFans friends. <laughs> Only fans, fans. Only Fran. Only flans. Oh, only Frans. Oh, we should start that where you just want to be friends with people. I have been wanting to it's like s- Facebook, but for lonely people. <laughs> oh, it's only Frans. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. Michael, love you. Another uh, successful sort of week, ish, ish. Love you too, bud. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, oh, that's oh, a cheers. There we go. All right, we'll see you next week.